the thing I'm proudest of regarding creating the Spider-Man universe is the fact that people of all ages seem to love Spider-Man. And more than that, he's international. When I travel, any country I go to, people know Spider-Man and they come over to me and they're so warm and friendly and all they want to do is talk about Spider-Man. Well, you can just imagine if you've spent your life working on something and you find out that the fans love what you have done and can't wait to meet you at a convention to tell you how pleased they are with everything you've done and to thank you for what you've written and, and done for them creatively. It, it's a, an experience I can't even describe how wonderful that feels and how grateful that makes me feel. Stan, yeah, big fan for many, many years. Good. Um, I would love to get a picture, uh, right. at all possible. Uh, you can hold this up. Do you remember, do you remember your Salvi Sema um, anniversary show? Yeah. Uh, Brad Douglas, the guy who put that together, um, he just gave birth to a baby girl, Ava Marie. Can you congratulate him? Hey, Brad, congratulations on Ava Marie, you lucky devil. Stanley giving voice. Hi, hi, Stan. This? this is Brad Douglas from the Crawl Space. Hiya, Brad. How are you? Doing all right. You know what? I, as I added you, I just lost Sal. I've got Ron Friends and Tom DeFalco on the line, though, if you want to talk to them real quick. Who you got? I've got Tom DeFalco and Ron Friends. Hey, hiya, Tom. Hey, Stan. How's it going? <laughs> all right, but you're not supposed to lose Sal. I, I mean, know. my God, he's the star of the show. <laughs> Here, I'm calling him back. Okay, Tom and I will keep it going till you find him. Yeah, we'll Sal, I lost you. I'm, I'm back, though, Sal. Oh, what a shame. I was yeah, enjoying I talking to Tom. Sal, you've got Stan Lee on the line. Oh, my gosh, Stan. Hey, Sal, how are you? Well, look, can you get lost again for a minute? I was talking to Tom DeFalco, and you're interrupting. <laughs> oh, I am really sorry about that. Well, hey, it's good to hear. He's just as nasty as he ever was. <laughs> <laughs> well, even in my nastiness, it's great to hear your voice. How the hell are you? Oh, Stan, that's a, this is really a surprise, and I am honored that you would uh, participate in this little tete-a-tete here. <laughs> yeah, I had to say, I had to say, look, Barack, I'll get back to you later. Sal is on the phone. <laughs> uh, I, I mean, and, you know, he gets so upset, but don't worry, I'll pacify him. I, I think I lost <laughs> yeah, Sal. Yeah. Hey, Stan, I think I lost Sal at the point where we hit the elevator music to get to you. <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, I didn't hear elevator music. All I heard was a, uh, a busy signal. Oh, okay. And everything just sure. went dead, and then I, I heard the busy signal, and I said, I think we've been disconnected. So I hung up and waited for you to call me back. Well, I've got whenever to anybody so knows, I'm most sorry. people don't like talking to me, so whenever they know I'm on the phone, they have a little switch on their phone that gives a busy signal and gets disconnected. Well, Fortunately, yours didn't work well. Well, Stan, I, as I, I had a spy tell me that you were going to be here, Stan. That's why I cut you off. Nah, <laughs> I am. I am really honored that you would. Uh, and you should. Well, you should. Be. Busy schedule. <laughs> I'm Stan, sorry? Stan, as I, I told was... Sal earlier in the show, where this is kind of like this is your life. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but, 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 do you remember that show? 
<laughs> well, I, I, I'm a little too yeah. young for that show, but I remember the reruns. <laughs> yeah. Well, Sal wouldn't who, remember who, it. Who was the guy who, uh, who did that? Jeez, um, I forget. Art Linkletter? No, 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 no. No, I don't Link remember. Letter. I don't know. Spread somebody or other. He, he always kept a big book under his arm. Forty years ago, he made the mistake of uh, giving me a job. Yeah, Stan, talk a bit about that. Forty years ago, you gave this guy a job. You gave him a chance. I've been paying for it ever since. That's why I had to move to the coast. Everybody got so angry. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. If not the show, I'd still be in New York uh, as a famous comic book writer. <laughs> but that's okay. I still love him. <laughs> Talk a bit about hey, Sal. You, you actually. Way, I wanted to, I wanted to commend you on your uh, your wonderful performances in the uh, the latest uh, uh, Marvel movies, The Hulk. I love the way you dropped that bottle. That was fantastic. <laughs> oh, you, th you think it was easy? <laughs> I, I want to tell you, you have no idea. You have no idea how many takes I had to make on that. Because <laughs> that the, the be is that right? Yeah, really? the director, Lewis, he said, when you drop the bottle, I want you to go, whoa. So I went, whoa. He said, no, no, not whoa. Just go, whoa. So I said, okay, whoa. He said, no, no, just whoa. I said, okay, whoa. He said, no, whoa. This goddamn word, whoa, I, I didn't do it so. I'm trying to stretch my role, and he's trying to condense it. <laughs> uh, it's not easy being a star. Oh, man. <laughs> and a star he was. This is episode 527 for November 2018. And I'm your host, Brad Douglas, and we're remembering the life of Spider-Man's co-creator, Stan Lee. And episodes like this are made possible by Patreon members who support us each and every month, and they help us pay the bandwidth costs and the website hosting. So before we get on with the show, I want to give a... Uh, shout out to them for supporting things they like. Alex, Frederick, Christopher, Alex S., Comet Omelette, Symbiobro, Jose, Will, Taylor, Nick, Alex L., Stuart, Stephen, John, JB, Hafskimo, Michael K., Andrew, Patrick, Laura, Brian, Craig, Federico, Matthew, Ricky, Lee, Thomas, Dowd, David, Jonathan, Franzetta Hulk, Swiftser, Michael R., and Mayor all help support this show through Patreon. So log on to patreon.com slash crawlspace and support things you like. All right, let's remember the life of Stan Lee. Hey, crawlspacers, this is kind of a uh, shine the spider up in the sky and, and see who shows up. I didn't want to send this signal up, but unfortunately, we kind of knew it was coming a little bit over the last several months. Uh, the passing of Stan Lee. So I invited a bunch of my friends who I wouldn't otherwise know if not for Stan Lee and Steve Ditko creating Spider-Man back in 1962. So let's introduce the panel. We've got Zach. What's going on, sir? Uh, you know, until you said that I didn't, uh, I wasn't getting emotional, but I'm getting a little teary eyed. Yeah. Uh, we wouldn't know each other, would we? No, we uh, really wouldn't. We, Cause I, I don't I, like, you like football. I don't really am not a sports guy. Uh, Spider-Man is our common thread or web of the thread for all of our friendships here. Yeah, I mean, you know, I've known each other for the better part of 15 years now. Um, and I can tell you, it, it has been a, a wild ride, uh, but it wouldn't be possible without Stanley. No doubt. And we've got JR. What's going on, JR? Well, I knew that um, 
I knew that uh, when I heard the news, I said, you know what? I'm probably going to get a text today, uh, yeah. kind of like with Ditko. So, um, yeah, it's uh, I, I, like you I, said, we, we knew it, we knew it was coming, but yeah. that doesn't make it any less solemn. Yeah, you know, um, I, I sent you the similar text back in July when when Ditko passed away, and and mm-hmm. uh, uh, it, it's ama- uh, literally amazing that Spider Man's two fathers died in 2018. It's just so sad. Yeah, yeah it's it's. But again, I mean, uh, not unexpected, unfortunately. Yeah. And in hey, fact, I suppose one one should say that one's been should be grateful that they had him for as long as we did. Ninety five so. years. That's just incredible. Uh, we also have Javi. Welcome, Javi. Hey, thanks for having me, Brad. It's an honor. How, how did you how'd you hear the news today, sir? Uh, just randomly scrolling on the Internet and yeah. saw a story or maybe it was Facebook. I don't even remember. I just remember yeah. thinking this can't. It's got to be a hoax, right? Yeah. Even yeah, though, I, I mean, I've ex- been expecting it for over a year. Yeah. But, uh, uh, you know, yeah. it, it was one of those things that when we did the, uh, when we did the, uh, the, the news, well, not the, even the Ditko, when we did the news on Joan, uh, Patrick, oh, yeah. I, I, you know, I think I remember go- saying specifically that it was going to be pretty soon. Mm-hmm. And, just over a year, wasn't it? Just a little over a year, yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Um, not surprised. He was ninety-five. Mm-hmm. He was he was almost seven weeks away from his ninety-sixth birthday. Yeah. It's a crazy. Uh, didn't you, you and him share really a birthday, Zach? Zach, did, do you and him share a birthday? If I remember I correctly, do. we do. We we share a birthday. Um, so yeah. my birth my birthday twin is with my actual twin today. Yeah, and, uh, that's kind of cool. The um, we also have Ashley. What's going on, Ashley? Um. I, I'm good. I can't. It, it's amazing how we keep saying, you know, he was 95. It, mm-hmm. It's as tragic as it is. It's not an unexpected, but it still managed to take me completely by surprise today. Yeah. yeah. And we also have Peter, a.k.a. Chi-Town. What's up, sir? Excelsior forever, everyone. No um, doubt. Yeah, I found out about it uh, just like Javi did, just uh, scrolling through the net. And mm-hmm. just like you guys said, you know, if it weren't for Stan, I wouldn't be playing your sandbox, in, including the YouTube chat. We're all in diff- We're all around the world yeah. through Spider-Man and this website and Stanley's contribution. We've made so many friends because of him. It's amazing his reach impacted all of us. So I just think that's crazy. Anybody else? How did you guys hear about it? Ashley? I didn't hear how you found out. Today. Um, it's kind of funny. I was at my, um, you know, I was in the break room taking my lunch break at work mm-hmm. and one of the guys I work with, he's um, we talk Marvel all the time. You know, he knows I'm super into comics and Spider-Man. We're always talking about the shows and the movies. He just walks in and I'm in the middle of like eating my lunch and he's just is standing over and he just kind of stares down at me deadpan. And I'm like, Oh my God, what, what, what's wrong? And he just says, Stanley's dead. Yeah. I'm like, Shit. That's <laughs> that's yeah, Spanish, it, you're the reason I found out, Ashley. It's all your fault. <laughs> it, it was I, it's uh, my to phone. Find out from a friend. <laughs> I know. I I saw it on Facebook, and then my phone started blowing up. Yeah, I immediately so, went to the to the, the admin chat. Yeah. So that, uh, the um um, uh, it, it's funny. I I used to be on television. I used to be a reporter, and now I teach. Uh, television at a high school 
And the sheer amount of teenagers that know who Stan Lee is, is kind of surprising because uh, about a month ago when Burt Reynolds died, none of the teenagers knew who Burt Reynolds was. Almost all of the teenagers knew who Spider-Man, I mean, who Spider-Man was, who Stan Lee is or was. And well, so, and then all the cameos, and that's what they the all cameos, yeah. yeah. But not you wouldn't think teenagers would know who a ninety-five-year-old man is usually. So I think that was just interesting. How so. many generations is that? Is what <sighs> three well, or four? Is it not? Well, it wouldn't be ninety because he didn't start when he was ten. So wouldn't it be eighty-eight generations? No, 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 no. No, no. How does that work? Generations is twenty years. So 40. oh, it is. I thought it was ten. Okay. Yeah, like how many generations are familiar with Stan Lee? How yeah. many generations has he influenced? Four. Because of Captain America. The and 40s. Work, yeah. In the 40s. And even his work in the 50s a little bit, but mainly the 60s, the 70s, and uh, the, the 60s through now. That's been at least almost two and a half generations at this point. I mean, wow. 50 years in Spider, over 50 years of Spider-Man, almost 60 years. So that's almost three generations just of Spider-Man mm-hmm. in the Fantastic Four. And then yeah. not to mention his work on, on Captain America, which influenced a lot of people considering um, the time period of which he was writing that book. Yeah. And with the way the movies are going, I mean, it's – I don't see an end to his he, influence he's on – Actually, I think that's five culture. generations because yeah. it's greatest generation, yeah. baby yeah. boomers, Gen X, millennials, and Gen Y. Wow. You know, uh, Javi was talking about the cameos. Uh, he's got at least two more, maybe more. He's got the Captain Marvel tr- uh, movie cameo. He's also got Avengers Four, which they confirmed he's shot. So, and, and I'm I a around Guardians too. They said, like James Gunn said, they had done seven. They, they, oh, wow. they filmed seven of them. I don't know if that counts Venom or anything else, or what they plan on doing with those now that he's gone. If they yeah. I'm wondering if he's in the Spider-Verse cartoon movie. I mean, he's got to be. I don't have, did, did any of y'all see Teen Titans go to the movies? Yes. No. If he oh was in God. that. If he was in that? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And it was a self-referential cameo. It's beautiful. Oh, that's funny. I, I, I like seeing him in the video game recently. I thought that was mm-hmm. awesome. That was a great... Ironically, Peter, I'm yeah. on New Game Plus right now. Mm-hmm. And right at the spot where I'm at in that game was that cameo that's today. Cameo. That's, where I, that's where I was at today when I'm yeah playing. that peter of all people you love that mary jane oh, Sp- peter parker stan cameo yeah that's really cool and here's something that i just came across that just is, is, is really sad but it really is as poignant it says one day soon rather than sooner than you expect given the man's age he's in his 90s remember you'll be sitting in a movie theater watching a superhero movie from marvel just as you've done lots of times before but this time it's different this time there was no cameo by stanley no, and there won't be any more cameos in Marvel movies ever again. This time, the words will, the words will say, "In loving memory of Stanley." Oh, great! And when you see these words, you're going to start crying like a baby. You know you will, and so will I. Who said? Who said that? That was a, a meme that was, I guess, oh. shared and yeah. uh, very, um, very true. And mm-hmm. yeah. I'm trying not to get choked up. <laughs> yeah, Jr. How'd you hear about it? Actually, I got a text from my daughter today. Um, oh, really? Yeah, she said. Uh, she said. Uh, that was, um, what was I about to say? She said, "Did Stanley really die?" And uh, I didn't. Uh, you know, of course. Uh, that I, I rather than say, "Oh, I don't know," let me check. I said, "Oh, yeah, I knew about it all the time."
time. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, I went and I looked up in like multiple sources, but, but yeah, she was the one that tipped me off that something had happened. Yeah. Zach, did I ask you how you found out? Me? Zach. I, oh, uh, I made the joke about Ashley is the one that told me cause I was, uh, it was in our, our Facebook group. Oh, I see. Yeah. Uh, because I, I haven't been able to you have my phone on me. I mean, I've been um, in my new job. I can't, for security reasons, I can't have my phone in with me in the classroom. So uh, I was on a break and checking on it. And I was like, <laughs> and uh, try not to cry. I'll uh, ask the, uh, the YouTubers all, how many are watching now? 35 of you. How did you find out? I'll read some of those. Um, I'm going to read I, some of the previous ones. Um, oh, okay. I was, I, I was going to read Adams. How he said he saw a nice tribute from the U S army's Twitter today. I'm not sure what they said. Uh, they they said something like, uh, what was it like farewell soldier or thank you soldier or something like that. And had a picture of him in his uh, service days. I think uh, I had just been on it. So, yeah, I mean, they, they, they were, I, I did record the three, um, nightly news reports on them. Uh, all three were uh, the, actually the one I liked the least was ABC's, which is ironic oh, yeah. considering it was um, owned by Disney. Um, but what did, they, what did they do poorly? Uh, it just it wasn't as in depth as the other two. Um, they were all three good. They just the other Bless two were really really good. Yeah, uh, they got the guy from Sunday Morning to do um, to do the the feature on on CBS, um, and I, I liked NBC's uh, quite a bit. Um, they, they tended to focus on, um, the legacy of like how Disney bought Marvel and things like that. And, mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, and, but the CBS one kind of focused on how it was Stan and Steve Ditko and Jack Kirby. And so it kind of mm-hmm. gave a little bit more of a, a more rounded, um, tribute, whereas just focused simply on Stan on the, with the ABC. Um, but I, you know, this is, this is probably, I saw online Glenn Beck made a, uh, he was doing his one of his shows, and he had, you know, they'd stopped to pause to remember Stan. So shortly after, I guess the news broke it was around two o'clock uh, Central Time, and he talked. He compared it to the death of Walt Disney. Yeah, how different uh, the world would be without Walt Disney in it, and he compared it very much that that uh, Stan Lee is is in that same realm as Disney, which is ironic considering who owns Marvel now. Reading some of the YouTube ch- uh, chat comments, Jonathan said a friend texted him. Austin said I saw a headline after going to CBR. Uh, the Devil Breaker went to get a haircut and then came back to find out, and his heart stopped when he found the story. Rob Zilla says he found out 30 minutes ago on YouTube. He can't believe it. I love that man. Sam says I started seeing stuff pop up on Facebook. Clover saw it on Facebook. And let me see. Uh, Matt saw a co-worker's phone, and he saw the news on the co-worker's phone and just started welling up. His niece, Heidi, shares the birthday of December 28th, Matt Bird. Uh, so your niece, Heidi, and I share a birthday. I'm nobody important, though. So uh, <laughs> You're the clone of Stan Lee, Zach. You share the same birthday. Believe us. The 27th clone of Stan Lee. The 27th. <laughs> you know what? Wait, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Is, is, is his birthday the 27th of December? No, it's the 28th. Oh, <laughs> so you're the one after Ben. There you go. Yeah. We, can, we can always. Exactly. You said that Stan Lee's death, uh, the announcement kind of remind you of like Walt Disney. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Another celebrity comes to mind is Jim Henson. Oh, uh, 1990. Yeah. Uh, again, owned by Disney. Mm-hmm. It all comes back to the mouse. Uh, Mohammed actually shared it in our Facebook group. Uh, rest in peace, soldier, comic book creator at real Stan Lee. Um, the age of 95 leaves her in the U S army signal Corps during world war two from 42 to 45. 
We are deeply grateful for his service to our country and for his tremendous support to our service members. Excelsior. Is it the, the, uh, we'll get to the quotes from celebrities in a second. I want to go around the horn uh, and, and ask how, what was the first time you discovered who Stanley was or what was the very first thing that you, you heard the name Stanley? I, I can start or, and, and I'll open it up. The very first time I discovered Stanley was his voice, and it was on Spider-Man and his amazing friends. And mm-hmm. he he introed each episode with, "Hey, true believers, this Spider-Man, blah 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 blah," and and that was the very first time uh, I I heard the voice, and I always wondered who Stanley Presents was. I thought his last name was Presents. <laughs> the very, uh, begin at the very top of comics in the 70s through 90s i think mm-hmm. uh, it, right before it gave you the little recap origin at the top of the book it said stan lee presents spider-man or something like that and, uh, I, and I, the when i saw his face for the first time i think it was when uh there was an ad in uh, Marvel Comics in the mid-80s, I think, for you could send off for a VHS, uh, learned how to draw the Marvel way with him and John Buscema. And I, I sent off for that. It was 20 bucks, And I bought, I guess I bought the two-pack for like 30 It was a deal. And you could get that and a 30-minute pilot of Pride of the X-Men, which was the unsold pilot of the X-Men cartoon from the 80s. So that is my first memory. J- JR, you're the one well, of the oldest on the panel. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, the, I'm the closest to actually seeing Stan in person nowadays. But, uh, what was uh, your first memory of when you noticed who Stanley was, what his contribution was? He's so old, he can't remember. <laughs> I was about to say that's a, that's pretty that's a, not an inaccurate assessment there, Zach, because I don't exactly remember. Uh, I, well, I think I, I think I remember the Stanley soapboxes, uh, yeah, from from the from the um, you know the uh, his his pontificating there from uh, or from the, uh, the the comics. I think probably I wouldn't say the first memory, but I, I suppose that that kind of solidified it um, was the um, a couple of things the. Uh, they were bo- they were both Christmas gifts, I think. Actually, the uh, a Spider-Man calendar from like 1978 that I got, and uh, the uh, Origin of Marvel Comics, uh, written by Stan. Uh, mm-hmm. And I think those were, I mean, as far as I can remember, kind of what crystallized for me, like who Stan was, his contribution uh, to the creation of Spider-Man and Marvel Comics, and and just the personality, you know, just, you know, yeah. I mean, the personality that became you know, Stan and Marvel and, and everything like that. So yeah. I, I would say probably uh, uh, receiving those two things. Yeah. The, uh, just the complete opposite of Steve Ditko. There, there is no more polar opposite person than Steve Ditko yeah. Stanley. Stanley. Stanley was the current, I mean, the, Stanley is a complex guy because on one hand you've got the man and the, then you've got the myth and somewhere in the middle is the truth. And, uh, you know, we're going to deify Stanley as, you know, honestly, as an ambassador to comics in general, not yeah. just not just Marvel, not just DC, but the the the, the medium. Um, is there another ambassador to comics, by the way? Is no, there, I mean, is there not, another not fake? Like him. Not, no. not, not to the not to the level of Stan. Yeah. And is, I, is there anybody even like a close second? I can't think I, of anyone. I, I, How, uh, can you think of anybody? No, 
I mean, I, I, I don't know if you heard me. I said Kevin Smith. Yeah, uh, I was about to say that would be the closest, but that's uh, well, way distant. He he's yeah. a reader. He's not a creator. But I don't know. Yeah, he's a, he wrote he wrote comics. He wrote, he, but not Ashley. He wrote that off black cat miniseries. Right. He's in the geek culture, Kevin Smith, but not as creative as him. Yeah. I I just, you know, I, I don't think that, that I don't think there's anybody that's as good of an ambassador. Um Adam in YouTube chat says DC never really had an ambassador like Stan. No, no, that's, Stan, that's very true. Uh and to be quite frank, um DC didn't need an ambassador like Stanley. Why? Because Superman and Batman were so transcendent uh, before Stanley, I'm talking before Stanley, and so ingrained in the popular culture that they didn't need an ambassador. Wow, Vink- Vinkman in the YouTube chat says he was first introduced to Stan from a cameo he did in an episode of Muppet Babies called Comic Capers in 1989. <laughs> you remember that, Fred? Is that the one where Ralph the dog put on the Spider-Man mask, Vinkman? And Skeeter and him swung around. I, if that's true, yes, I do remember that cameo. Um, H Street says, my first time hearing about who he was was when I rode the Spider-Man ride at Universal Islands of Adventure. He had a cameo at the end. Uh, let's see. I think Bob Kane could have been DC's stand, but that didn't. But, but Bob Kane was an asshole, so no, nobody liked Bob <laughs> Kane. Hey, 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 hey. No, I'm sorry, but it is well known and documented that nobody liked Bob Kane. In fact, Bob Kane is the antithesis of Stan Lee. I thought Stan Stan and Bob were friends, though. They were friends, but like Bob, someone liked them. Bob loved people the wrong way so often, and you didn't see that with Stan. You want to talk about somebody that's the antithesis of Stan? There, Bob. Bob made a lot of enemies in his life, whereas Stan made a couple. Steve Ditko. Um, Vink, Vinkman confirms that was indeed the same Muppet Baby. Yeah, I can talk Muppet Babies if I need to. I can pull that out of my hat. <laughs> yeah, for trivia night. I have that for trivia night, yes. Uh, Bob Kane in the first uh, Batman 89 movie. I remember that. Oh. You guys remember that? Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm seeing some of the uh, cartoons that have been drawn. No, he, he didn't make a cameo. It was just there was a drawing with his. Uh, oh, it was a drawing. It was a drawing. Hey, yeah. there he is. There, there's somebody. our mystery guest that I teased earlier that people, the fans have demanded he return. Donovan, what's up, sir? Hey, how y'all doing? Can you hear me all right? Very yeah. good. Very good. You got that epic, that epic uh, camera shot with you and your, uh, I love your bookshelf behind you. Thank you. Thank you very much. I should probably have the lights yeah. off. Uh, Remember about this, so when we just... started back in the day, you could do a podcast without lights. <laughs> yeah, Remember when, you Remember when we had we could do the podcast without pants? Yeah. <laughs> Speak for yourself. I got a I got a shot up top. Uh, <laughs> you're like you're you're like anchor man on the desk. You're wearing the shorts. Hey, oh my god, hey, Don. Let's catch up with you a little bit. How? When did you first learn about the news? Uh, Josh uh, Bertoni texted me. I, actually. I was playing Spider-Man PS4. Oh wow! When Josh, uh, when Josh texted oh, me, and I instantly stopped. And um, yeah, like, like I, I, the next hour was just me online. Yeah, and uh, and I and I, and I texted my brother as well. Yeah. The uh, the other question I haven't opened it up to the rest of the panel with the exception. Who did I, I think I just shared mine and Jr. Yeah. Uh, Don, we'll go to you next. What what was your first introduction of Stanley? When did you first associate him? with marvel or first time you saw him 
or yeah, I tried to think about that because, like, I think like um, because he was narrating the cartoons for a while. Like, you know, he narrated Amazing Friends. Yep, and I think he narrated the uh, 1980s cartoon. I think like in 1998, like in the last episode of the 90s show, uh, I, I saw that clip earlier today where uh, Spider-Man meets his creator, Stan Lee. Yeah. Um, I think that's, that was probably the first solid time where it's like, okay, I know explicitly who this guy is. And like, he was definitely the first comic creator I knew as a person rather than just, you know, a name I might've read in a comic book. He was definitely the first comic creator I was aware of. Greg in YouTube chat says his first introduction to Stanley was the newspaper comic strip. Yeah, that always said right in the right at the very right hand side by Stanley. I, I, I I'll jump in, Brad, if you want me yeah. to. Yeah, feel uh, free. First time you you discovered who Stanley was. I remember Stan's soapboxes in the nineties, um, like listening, like reading those. But I think like around the same time that the the you know Stanley saying who is that exotic woman being his wife uh as madam webb i'm very fond of her or something like that. She's yeah like, that was That's great right. joan was the voice of madam webb wasn't she yep yeah. oh yeah she makes That's... an appearance on every clone saga chronicles episode first oh, thing wow. you hear wow. uh but um no but between that and the do you guys remember the flashback months where they did yeah um, yeah. Oh, yeah 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 Chris Carlo did like a little art of Stan Lee at the corner or whatever. Yeah. Well, it was it was every artist. So like you had oh, you had you had, uh, um, you had uh, what's his, uh, you had um, Mike Ringo's rendition of of Stan as a fisherman because it was a fish story horror story. Uh, you, you had uh, Stan like with, the, with an amazing where Peter was reading comic books that he got from Uncle Ben by Joe Bennett. Um, and then, uh, I don't remember who did the artwork for that proto goblin story yeah. that JR loved so much. Uh, <laughs> yeah. but, uh, yeah, I mean, so that, so that was kind of between those two things, that was kind of my first introduction to Stan, uh, considering I was really in my infancy as a fan, uh, back in 98, but, uh, yeah, those were, um, those were kind of my, you know, and then as, as I kind of got into the fandom, you know, and, and, and discovered a thing called the interwebs. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, uh, I was able to do all a couple interesting points from the YouTube chat. Uh, Adam asks who we have left from that era. We, Kirby is gone. Stan's gone. Ramita senior. Or we have Ramita senior is, is still with us. I was thinking about that because he actually worked on like Captain America, like, uh, in the yeah. golden age post world war two. So I think Ramita senior is like the one he probably is the, 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 the uh, longest running, original comic books uh, uh, creator now, now that Stan's gone. Yeah. And I was trying to think of Spider-Man specific people uh, like Ross. Andrew is gone, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jerry Conway's still alive. Jerry Conway. JR, who else is, have we lost? <sighs> oh, well, I Spider-Man specific. Uh, I can't think of anybody offhand. Or Wolfman's gone. No, oh, no, he's, Marvel, he's alive. No, Lynn Ween's gone. Lynn Ween, I got my yeah. Mark Wolfman and Lynn Ween confused. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> um, Ditko, anyway, obviously. Ditko's gone this year's. Ditko and Lee, same year. Is July. Pollard still around? Is who? Keith Pollard. Yes, he's still around. I tried okay. to get an interview with him. He, he's uh, hard to get a hold of, but I love po- Keith Pollard stuff. Um. The other uh, one of the YouTube chat I've it's since scrolled, 
But they said Stan was one of the first to put creator credits in the comics. DC never did that in pre-60s, maybe. So I I like what Stan did with the creators. He also gave them uh, cool nicknames like Jazzy John Romita. Uh, what's some other Jack one? Jack King Kirby. Jack King Kirby. Stan the Man Lee. He gave himself one, I guess. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> But I, um, I oh Gil Kane also has passed away. Says Adam, yes, Gil Kane and Michael Ringo. But uh, anyway, um, first memories of Stanley. We have who have we, we had Zach up. Javi, what's the first time you remember Stan? I mean, it, he was just always intertwined with it as far back as I can remember. I mean, like yeah. you, it was just hearing his voice in my Saturday morning cartoons and. I don't know when I made the connection that, you know, he was the writer of amazing Spider-Man, but I, he just always was, you know, I can't think of anything specific. Uh, Peter, how about you? What was your first memory connected Stan Lee and Marvel together? Who he was right there with Javi and you, Brad, uh, amazing friends hearing his voice. And I don't know. I think uh, it was during the spider friends origin. I believe that's, he did a lot of narration on that one. I yeah, and so I want to know who he is. So I asked my brother, my older brother, and he told me. And and then uh, during my high school years, I used the library to, uh, you know, research Stan and find out more about him when I yeah. should have been studying for something else. <laughs> did you guys also wonder why his name was at the very top of each page, from like the '60s to the '70s and '80s and '90s? It's like Stanley presents blah 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 blah. It was almost like it was his company. Yeah, you know exactly, exactly. Well, I mean, nobody was Marvel more than Stanley. Yeah, I, I, uh, Jr. To bring it to Star Trek, I, the Star Trek, one of my Star Trek fan sites that I go to, they did all the Star Trek people remembering uh, Stanley, including Shatner and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And I, I, they found the very first connection between Stanley and Star Trek back in the eighties when the first movie came out. They did like a book. Uh, a novel of Star Trek, and it said Stan Lee presents Star Trek. <laughs> what, oh, the motion picture. Yeah. Motion picture. Yeah, and I thought yeah, that was. Yeah. Cool. They, they did a uh, they did a uh, a comic of the uh, motion picture. Yeah, I yeah. have that. One. Yeah, I think that's funny. Uh, Ashley, first time you connected Stan, who Stanley was. Oh my god, I've been trying to write my brains ever since we started because yeah. when I grew up, it was already when we were in that age where he was. It was he. He was self-referential at that point, where cameos were really commonplace. Um, someone in the comments, I think, jogged my memory. Um, it was the Amazing Spider-Man ride at Universal Studios uh, um, in Orlando. Except I was not but eight at the oldest when I first rode that ride. So I just remember all I would have noticed was, "Hey, who's this old man?" But <laughs> It's something that got just ingrained in my subconscious. I remember the cameos in the um, the first two, the first three Spider-Man movies, the Sam Raimi ones. Yeah, and I guess it must have been my friends or Jack, and they're talking about Stan Lee and the the cameos, and it just kind of clicked like, oh, that's him, that's Stan Lee, and it just kind of all fell into place from there. So there, there wasn't any moment where the where I can definitively place what that first experience was. It's always been a part of our culture at that point. So, yeah. 
Uh, Zach, we were talking about we're going to read some uh, tweets and posts, and I'll. I'll uh, I've off. got one from a from a sort of a Twitter user that I know you're blocked from. So if you want me to read it, I know he's a very popular person on the <laughs> show. How about I start with Tom Holland and not Dan Slott? How about we do that? <laughs> uh, Brad, when do you want to do the obituary for Marvel after the tweets? Oh, yeah, let's do the tweets and the remembrances. I'll read a couple. Zach, you can take over a little bit. Okay. Uh, Tom Holland has a, put a thing up on Instagram. Quote, how many millions of us are indebted to this guy? None more so than me. The father of Marvel has uh, made so many people so incredibly happy. What a life and what a thing to have achieved. Rest in peace, Stan. Uh, Robert Downey Jr. said, quote, I owe it all to you. Rest in peace, Stan. Uh, Chris Evans, there will never be another Stan Lee for decades. He provided both young and old with adventure, escape, comfort, confidence, inspiration, strength, friendship, and joy. He exuded love and kindness and will leave an indelible mark on so, so many lives. Excelsior. Zoe Saldana, Gamora, Anahura. Today we lost one of the greats, the real Stan Lee. You were an inspiration and superhero to us all. Thank you for contributing so much and giving us all something to aspire to. Ryan Reynolds, Deadpool, says, thanks for everything, Stan. Uh, we also have Hugh Jackman, Wolverine. We've lost a creative genius. Stan Lee was a pioneering force in the superhero universe. I'm proud to have been a small part of his legacy and to have helped bring one of his characters to life. Uh, Mark Hamill, Luke Skywalker himself, says his contribution to pop culture was revolutionary and cannot be overstated. He was everything you hoped he would be and more. I love this man and will never stop missing him. They say you should never meet a childhood idol. They are wrong. Rest in peace, Stan. Mark Hamill, also the voice of the Joker and the Hobgoblin Mm -hmm. from 90s cartoon. Bob Iger, the chairman and CEO of the Walt Disney Company. Stan Lee was an extraordinary, was as extraordinary as the characters he created, a superhero in his own right to Marvel fans around the world. I Stan, got, I got uh, Kevin Smith. Kevin Smith uh, says on Instagram. I was in the middle of Bob Iger. finish Bob Iger's quote, and then you can have it. Hold on. All right. Uh, Stan Lee was an extraordinary, was as extraordinary as the characters he created, a superhero in his own right. To Marvel fans around the world, Stan had the power to inspire, to entertain, and to connect. The scale of his imagination was only exceeded by the size of his heart. Okay, Zach, you can have some. All right, so I got JMD Mateus as soon as it rolls up. Um, good Lord. Okay, anyway, I'll, let me go, I'll come back to JMD. Uh, Kevin Smith, he says uh, he's got a picture of him sitting on a throne of Stan and, and uh, I think Stan <laughs> and Silent Bob. And he says, this is how I always see you at Real Stanley." As our benevolent leader and king, smiling down from your eternal throne on the generations of imaginations you fed and inspired. You were the first creator whose voice I knew before I actually heard it. I dream you dreamed more and uh, dreamed up some of my favorite modern myths and created characters that instilled me with a moral barometer, teaching me right from wrong and showing me it's always better to be the hero instead of, of a villain. Your characters represented us. Yes, they had extraordinary, unbelievable abilities, but they were also reflections of a world we knew where a Spider-Man really is just a boy who just wants to help. You showed me how to interact with the audience whenever you stepped into Stan's soapbox to reach out to the readers. You showed me how to advocate for my field beyond the actual art itself whenever you tub-thumb for comic books outside of the medium. It was never enough for you to simply make a comic because you were a true salesman at heart. So not only... you. So you not only sold comics, you sold me on comics so much that I built a life and career around your dreams and ideals. When you did Mall Rats with this, you not only made a lifelong fan's dream come true, you <clears throat> also lent me comic book credibility that I still get to spend today. Whether it was for uh, at Comic Book uh, Men, M- M- uh, AMC, or 
yoga hosers. Whenever I get asked to borrow your heat again, you always you were always there for me with a smile. Your love story with jo- story with Joni and your long happy marriage always shine as an example of what I wanted from my personal life. I long admired and emulated your kindness and patience and sense of humor when dealing with your pu- with your public. Outside of my parents, you were the one adult who gave me the most useful life skills I use today. Thank you, Stan, for making me not only the boy I was, but also the man I am today. You had great power and you always used it responsibly, fostering billions That's of dreamers. Fine. Uh, fostering billions of dreamers who all know your name, a name written in the stars for all of, for all time. You are not just a literary titan of comic books. You are modern-day Mark Twain. I will miss you all my days, my friend and my hero. Excelsior forevermore. One thing, uh, speaking of the stars, one of my favorite uh, people is Neil deGrasse Tyson. Mm-hmm. And he put out a tweet today that said, Born before Edwin Hubble discovered the expanding universe, he ultimately created an expanding universe of his own, one of scientifically literate superheroes such as Spider-Man, the Hulk, Iron Man, and Black Panther. Rest in peace, Stanley. I thought that was really nice. Dan Slott writes, No writer or their work has ever had as a profound effect on my life. Hold on a second. I couldn't hear you. JR was JR was fiddling. I got to hear the slot. No writer or their work has ever had as profound an effect on my life as that of Stan the Manly. In the history of the written word, no one even comes close. His stories will continue for every generation, never the end, always to be continued. Excelsior. Then he wrote later, there's so much more I'd like to say, so many memories I'd like to share. My heart won't stop pounding and my eyes keep watering up. And I have to wrap up a Fantastic Four plot today. Can't think of a better way to honor him in this moment than to keep than keeping the characters alive. Uh, that was pretty good, uh, Peter. You want to do? Uh, how long is the Marvel wrap, wrap up? About as long as uh, the Zach tweet um, that he read, but uh, okay. not that much. Okay. Um, so. Marvel.com did an obituary stand. Thank you, Zoe, for doing that right now. And um, he wrote, uh, first Marvel.com put in um, a quote that Stanley did, and I'll try to read this in the voice of Stanley if I best as I can. <laughs> I used to be embarrassed because I was just a comic book writer while other people were building bridges and okay, going okay, on. Hold on, don't don't do the stand. Read straight. Okay. <laughs> I can't do no, it. Yeah, dude. Do I can't do it. I can't do it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, no problem. Um, Stan writes. I used to be embarrassed because I was just a comic book writer while other people were building bridges and going on medical careers. And then I began to realize entertainment was one of the most important things in people's lives. Without it, they might go off the deep end. I feel that it is if you're able to entertain, you're doing a good thing. Marvel and Disney remember Stanley. Today, Marvel Comics and the Walt Disney Company pause and reflect the great sadness of the passing of Marvel's chairman and Britain's Stanley. With a heavy heart, we share our deepest consolences with his daughter and brother, and we honor and remember the creator, voice, and champion of Marvel. Um, Stanley was an extraordinary as the characters he created, a superhero in his own right. To Marvel fans around the world, Stan had the power to inspire, to entertain, and to connect. The scale of his imagination was only exceeded by the size of his heart, said Bob Iger, chairman and CEO of the Walt Disney Company. Stanley Martin Lieber, a.k.a. Stan Lee, loved the written word for from an early age. He wanted to craft stories like those in his favorite books and films, which he consumed ferociously. 
From the simple upbringing in the teenage landscape of Manhattan, young Stanley worked his way through succession of jobs until the day he found himself and as an assistant at the combo company Timely Comics. In between refilling artists, inkwells, erasing pencil lines from the comic pages, and fetching untold number of lunches, Stanley expressed his desire to write and create tales of his own in May of 1941 issue Captain America Comics number three. He got his wish. Readers got readers would find a pro a pro story in the issue Captain America foils the traitor's revenge sporting by the byline of Stanley a star was born as Stan's roles and tenders of timely comics grew and evolved so did the company itself with Stan at the helm timely comics morphed into the Atlas comics and then into the name that would catapult into the legend forever with Stanley Marvel comics as Marvel's editor-in-chief, the Stan the Man Lee made his voice and voice of the stories themselves, writing virtually every Marvel tire and working with such loomers as Jack Kirby, Steve Ditko, Don Heck, Gene Colan, and John Romano. Uh, Stan began building a universe of unlocking continu- continuity once where fans felt they could turn to the street corner and run into their favorite superhero. A rich collection of characters grew out of the nonstop plotting sessions with the artists, including the Fantastic Four, Spider-Man, Thor, Iron Man, the Hulk, and the X-Men, and so much more. Today would be the mo- Today it would be almost impossible to find the corner of the Marvel Universe that Stan didn't have a hand in. Uh, there's a little bit more, but I'll cut it short for that. Open it up discussion. Uh, any thoughts about what we just read? Well, something that, that Peter just pointed out, we still have Larry Lieber here, so he would be another one of those yeah. uh, spider creators that we still and, have that's on brother. the senior side. Yeah. Yeah. Who just recently retired from the comic strip. The, uh, Alex Savick took over the daily art on the, um, the comic strip. Any other thoughts? Uh, um, yeah. Uh, I, I remember that story of uh, how he struggled with his identity and his career and comparing himself to you know other people who are who he thought were off doing, you know, bigger, greater things, more important things while he was just doing something like on just drawing comics. So I remember Jack and I watched a documentary about him years ago. And that story just like was such an eye opener for us that like, Oh my God, what Stanley felt like insecure about this. And yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I just remember that really well. Yeah. One thing I've um, stumbled across several times, uh, cause I like your probably your Facebooks are blowing up with since you like a lot of comic book things like I do. It's all Stanley, just Stanley stories, Stanley stories scrolling through. One thing that's been in my feed a lot, I thought I'd read it. I'll read it fairly quickly. Um, was from a 1968 soapbox, Stanley's soapbox. When I when I read Stanley's soapbox in the 80s, it was mainly pitching, "Hey, there's a Spider-Man movie coming out by Canon." Hey, there's a Captain a movie, a Captain America movie coming out. Hey, there's a this and that. But in the in the 60s, he was pitching comics, and he was also kind of talking about society a little bit. And this one uh, was from 1968. Uh, I'll read it. This is Stan's words. Stan Soapbox. Let's lay it on the line. Bigotry and racism are among the deadliest social ills plaguing the world today. But unlike a team of costume supervillains, they can't be halted with a punch in the snoot or a zap from the ray gun. The only way to destroy them is to expose them, to reveal them for the insidious evils that they really are. The bigot is an unreasonable 
unreasoning hater, one who hates blindly, fanatically, indiscriminately. If his hang-up is black men, he hates all black men. If a redhead once offended him, he hates all redheads. If some foreigner beat him to a job, he's down on all foreigners. He hates people he's never seen, people he's never known, with equal intensity, with equal venom. Now we're not trying to say it's unreasonable for one human being to bug another, but although anyone has the right to dislike another individual, it's totally irrational, uh, patently insane to condemn an entire race, to despise an entire nation, to vilify an entire religion. Sooner or later, on our own merits, uh, sooner or later, we must learn to judge each other on our own merits. Sooner or later, if man is ever to be worthy of his destiny, we must fill our hearts with tolerance for then. And I'm here. I'm trying to open this because the text is blocking it. <laughs> be worthy. How can I get the text off of this thing? Open image and new tab. Let's see if that helps. Okay. There it goes. Okay. I'm sorry. I was on a good roll and that all the... <laughs> The Twitter text at the very end. Sooner or later, if man is to ever be worthy of his destiny, we must fill our hearts with tolerance. For then, and only then, will we be truly worthy of the concept that man was created in the image of God, a God who calls all his calls us all his children, Stan. So that was pretty progressive back in 1968, don't you think? What do you guys think of that? Yeah, I think so, too. And even on the obituary, it notes a little bit about that as well. Yeah. Any and other thoughts on that one? It's still it's relevant today. Yeah. What, what, Javi and then Don. What, what Javi? That it, it's still relevant today. We still need yeah. to hear that message today. Yeah. Go ahead, Don. I mean, his, he was always about that. He was always very transparent about that. And his comics were always uh, very progressive, very liberally progressive. Um, I wrote an essay a few years ago about uh, – how he wrote Joe and, and Randy Robertson. Mm-hmm. And I remember on the podcast, we were kind of having fun with like the whole uh, uh, protest storyline. But like when I was rereading it like a, a, couple, like a year or so later, I was surprised and impressed how thoughtful it was, especially at the mm-hmm. time, because it wasn't something that kind of, um, he wasn't writing those two characters in a way to necessarily make white readers feel good. 100% of the time. I mean, Robbie Robinson kind of was, but like there's, you know, there was a series of issues where Ro- Randy and Joe were just talking to each other as, 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 you know, father and son about mm-hmm. their place in society. And it doesn't really have anything to do with Spider-Man. And I was like, this is really, this to me is like, it's kind of something that gives me hope for like uh, creativity. And I think that's something that he always kind of tried to try to do as somebody in the sixties. I mean, you could say his limits in writing, um, like like Sue Storm, what have you? But I think that like he always put forth the effort that uh, that was pretty impressive for his time, and that's that's an element that um, should never be forgotten. That you know, one of the arguably the greatest comics creator in terms of like character co creation uh, was on this side of the aisle and was on this side of history, and I think that should always be remembered. You Absolutely. know, along with race relations, also he fought for you know drug awareness of drugs you know the spider-man uh the drug issues with harry osborne he fought the comics code to get that in there he's, yep he helped refine and reform the comic book code you got you got the comics code somewhere <laughs> I, got, I got the uh the, it's like issue 90 something where like harry's like tripping balls off acid or something i got it <laughs> can i read something really quick Brad? Yeah, go ahead. 
When something mattered to Stan, you felt it in his words, whether it was an editorial or the stories themselves. With passion for the medium, he helped refine and reform the Comics Code Authority and addressed hot-button issues like discrimination, drugs, and intolerance. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, that kind of leads to what one of my other questions to the panel and also the YouTube channel or YouTube chat. Uh, what is your favorite Stanley? I guess it can be anything, but this is a Spider-Man show. What's your favorite? Oh, Don's got the actual issue right there. There you go. Yeah, uh, I mean it, this this bleeds into the death of Gwen Stacy, but like you see, like Harry, like you know, yeah, Harry. how hard it was being drugs and. Yeah, uh, he's like, you know, I'm dying inside all the kind of stuff. I mean, it, this was off the comics code was off the book because this had explicit uh, drug usage, and it was yeah, like right here, and that was that was a that was a code breaker. Dude, I tell you what, Ditko's Doctor Strange Man was trippy too. I look like that stuff was on drugs, but that there's pills all around that panel. I guess the comic code didn't want a lesson about don't do drugs. No. No. Yeah, Harry Osborn wasn't our hero. He, 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 well, he frequently uh, discussed when we were discussing those issues of how draconian the comics code was. Yeah, and uh, he he tried to get it approved. He took it to him. He said, "Look, the the, the U.S. Department of Educ uh, was a uh, drug enforcement, I think, agency, DEA, uh, Nixon, right, Jer? Health, education, and welfare. Health, At education." At that time, yeah. Okay. So uh, the U.S. government comes to him and says, hey, write these books for us. And then the U.S. government says, no, you can't do that. Yeah, that's funny. Uh, Favorite Spider-Man Stanley story. Let's go around the horn. Uh, JR, you've read all of them. (laughs) They were first printed. (laughs) What's what's your favorite? Uh, Well, you can name one or two if you want, whatever. Excuse me. I had to. Uh, I um, I had to look at Josh Nelson's list because I thought you were going to ask. Figure you were going to ask this question, and so I looked at other people's lists because I couldn't go through them all. But uh, I I probably have to say the spectac- oversized uh, spectacular number two with uh, the Green Goblin. Oh yeah, uh, that was just uh, you know it was a classic Green Goblin story, uh, and uh, one of my faves. So that's probably I guess that's probably the one. Zach, come back to me. Okay. Uh, Peter, what's your favorite? Well, there's the obvious Amazing amazing Fantasy number 15. Yeah. But uh, I'm going to say Amazing Spider-Man number 100 was my fave. 100? Yeah. Uh, Don, what's your favorite? It's not an easy question Um, because I was vacillating between, like, you know, is it the Master Planet arc? Is it, um, uh, you know, the Ramita stories or, you know, knocked out because of the cold? Is it like ASM 50? I think in terms of like the writing um, piece that, he, that he's done, maybe Amazing Fantasy 15. Um, because that last line yeah. uh, that was quoted verbatim in the 60s cartoon, uh, it was... Um, it was it was like uh, thus a legend is born. Let me see if I can do this from memory. Thus a legend is born, and uh, from now on there, there's there's a new there's a new a new addition is added to the roster of those who make the world of fantasy the most exciting realm of all. And I was like, Ooh. that is like, impressively poetic. Ooh, I'm impressed you got that off your memory. I don't even have that memorized. That's awesome. <laughs> that's really good. Everybody remembers with great power there must also come great responsibility. But that's is that I guess that line you just quoted is before that famous line, isn't it? It's it's the last one because it's it's like oh, okay. he learns with great power com- must come great responsibility. Thus, a legend is born, and, and a new name oh, is added well, to the it comes world. after 
the the famous line. Okay, that's that's really yeah. impressive. Uh, Javi, favorite Stanley story? I, I mean, there's so many to choose from, but I I posted something on Instagram and on on Facebook today. Uh, probably the ones that meant the most to me are amazing thirty nine and forty. Um, yeah. Just the the reveal of the identity of the goblin and that that final battle and he gets to the end he doesn't know what to do and ultimately his compassion and his empathy and he acknowledges that you know harry's his dad's friend and that he can't all be bad but there's got to be something in there and his his compassion wins the day um and it just always taught me to um put myself in other people's shoes and to try and see their side of things and yeah. I don't know. There's just, there's something about those issues that taught me a life lesson that I always, that's never gone away. Peter, what's your favorite? I already said amazing fantasy oh, number 15. Sorry. sorry. I, I think Ashley's the last one. Yeah. Ashley, what's your uh, no, I'm, I'm, I'm there. Oh, I, I, I'm coming back to Zach. I want you okay. first. As with Stanley, I'm not, I, I feel like I'm more familiar with Stanley on Dr. Strange than on amazing Spider-Man. But what stands out to me most is just the how inventive he was with language. There's no particular issue that comes to mind, but I will never forget Hori hosts of Hogoth as long as I live. <laughs> nice. Uh, Where did that come from? That 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 this just Hori hosts of Hogoth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Maybe he was trolling the readers, and just making <laughs> just making what catchy as hell. Yeah, that's true. It's I, a perfectly cromulent word. Mm-hmm. You know, he, he liked to do the alliteration Hori Hogarth, the two H's. He liked to do that with uh, people's names, like Walloping Web Snappers. Yeah, Richard, Bruce Banner, uh, Tony Stark. He didn't do it. Um, Scott he, he just made it so much fun. Just yeah, no doubt. All right, I got mine. Okay, it, it's 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 uh, ASM fifty because I think that that was the creative um, high point for the Ramita run. Um, I, I, I think that, that that Spider-Man No More story where Peter starts really just truly having the doubts of being a hero and then picking up the mantle at the end of the issue because he knows he's, it's the right thing to do. Um, I, I just to me that was kind of a that was kind of a reset for Spider-Man um, and, and a defining moment that I think often gets overshadowed by the death of Gwen Stacy, but that that was definitely the high point of the meter run because uh, I always view Stan with Dicko a little differently than I do Stan with Ramita. I always view Stan with Ramita a little more as as it being Stan mm-hmm. uh, than I do yeah. necessarily with the Ramita run because I always felt like Ditko had a far bigger influence on the pro- the creative process because of the plotting aspect with Ditko. So uh, obviously the two greatest of all time are the are the master planner and amazing fantasy but to me uh, clutches of the kingpin is is the is the high mark of that remita run uh my i've got two i've got two answers to this the the little kid in me uh loves amazing 14 with the hulk and spider-man and the green goblin the little kid in me read that comic and said, you know what? This looks like that Amazing Friends episode where they all go to Hollywood. Mm-hmm. That, that one, still to this day, I I read that. I, I can't 
JR tore that issue apart, and it was the first appearance of Goblin when we did a Spider History. And I can't tear that issue apart because I love that issue so much. Because because it's like you it's like you and me and clones, right? Yeah, I mean, I mean, it introduced three of my favorite. Well, it didn't introduce Spider Man, but it introduced the Hulk to Spider Man, and it introduced the Goblin, who I love. Uh, so I love the little kid in me loves that issue. The little kid in me also loves amazing annual number one, where the sinister six first, like that oh, yeah. pound was a lot of issue going on. And, uh, I, I forget cause I read it in Marvel tales. I think it was like issue one fifty of Marvel. Yeah. Was it? Yeah. Yeah, it was. You and I are about the same age. That was yeah, I, I just looked at it for that or something. One fifty, yeah. Yeah, the little kid in me loves the first Sinister Six. Mm-hmm. The adult in me loves Amazing Fantasy fifteen, and especially Don quoting those wonderful written lines that I haven't thought about because I always think of with great power, but I don't think of the extra lines. So the adult in me agrees with Don with Amazing Fantasy fifteen. Also, we mentioned the Master Planner. I love that is such for a comic to build. It used to be done in one, but Stan built that up to find out that the that Doc Ock and and the lifting of the the rubble and Aunt May's dying. I mean, that was some high drama, well written for whatever that book cost twenty five cents, ten cents, whatever in the sixties. So those are my three. And we have Neil. Welcome, Neil is joining us. Hey guys, sorry, sorry I'm an hour. Sorry I'm an hour late. It's okay. We, I'll get get to you. What do you? What, what's your favorite Stanley written Spider-Man story? Oh hell, you're putting me on the dot, right? You're putting me on the spot right there. You showed uh, up an hour late. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Dad. Uh, probably the Mysterio debut story. The Mysterio. Yeah, debut. I, don't, I don't remember that off the top, but I remember issue, issue thirteen, the first yeah. appearance of Mysterio, one of my favorite villains. Yeah, I can I cannot understate that anymore. That it improved Spider-Man's intelligence that he could didn't see through, but he was able to overcome Mysterio's illusions, and that solidified that as one of my favorite Stanley stories. Another thing I want to ask the panel: Do you have any favorite Stanley memories or or things that did you did it of the I, panel? Who who's met him? I didn't get a chance to meet him, but I got a chance to see him. Yeah, you got a chance to see him. Okay. Peter, you, you've met Stanley. Oh, yes, I have. About that. Um, the first time I met, uh, there's the, there's two times. Um, the first time my wife as the best birthday present allowed me to get a picture with Stanley. So I went to Wizard World Chicago. You paid higher or lower than I did. <laughs> How much was it? Uh, $80. Oh, you got me. Beat was 70. I remember. So I went to go meet him. And um, I'm wearing uh, jeans and a white uh, dress shirt, but underneath it, I have my Spider-Man old costume. Nice. And I went to go meet him, and the people are like, "Don't shake hands with him! Don't shake hands!" Oh yeah. But Stan, Stan, you know, offered his hand. Like he's like, oh, "Hey, nice. great costume!" You know, and I'm like, "Thanks, man." And my first name <laughs> is actually Peter, and he's like, "That's even better," you know. And <laughs> he said, "Let's take this picture," you know, and. You do the flips, and he did, and he left such a great impression. And the second time I met him is actually when I got uh, this book signed right here, one of my most prized possessions. Oh, the wedding issue? The wedding issue with uh, Stanley's uh, signature right there on MJ's dress. And uh, he signs it, and, you know, I think he was like 93 at the time, and he's like, 
how's that? You know, you know, <laughs> I was loving that signature. And I was like, yeah, that's great. And then he asked me to help him off the stage and go to his booth because we were at the Marvel stage. And he asked me because I was working the Marvel booth and he just asked me to go right behind him. So I was basically holding Stan's shoulders and helping him so all the way. Yes, yeah, back yeah. around the crowd. It, it was a great experience for me. I loved it. I, th- I feel very privileged. By the way, welcome, George. What's up, sir? Hey, how's it going? Neil's here. Oh, God, he followed me. <laughs> <laughs> and Donovan, we haven't talked to Donovan in a while. There's Don. Hey, oh, yeah, Don, what the hell? <laughs> how's it going, dude? That, that, that means welcome. <laughs> <laughs> no, Don, no. Yeah, Don knows George, me well enough to know that. <laughs> George, George, George being here is a miracle considering he's been fighting the flu, so more power to you. Dude, not only have I been, have I been fighting the flu, all right. Not only have I been fighting the flu, uh, but then I also had to DM D and D tonight. <laughs> and, I'm, a, uh, I'm, a, I'm a nightmare for him. Yeah. He oh God, you did the struggle. Is real. <laughs> but uh, hello, it's good to see everyone, uh, Javi and and Jr. and, hey. and Zach and uh, Peter and uh, and last but not least uh, Ashley and Brad. Did you uh, it's, have you? Did you ever everyone. meet uh, Stan George? No, but I interviewed Stan on the phone for like an hour and a half. Oh well, that's that's talking to him. That's interaction. Yeah. What was that like? Um, intimidating because like I'm talking to like it. It would be the same for me as if I had gotten to talk to Elvis because I'm a huge Elvis fan. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, what, what, what memories do you have of that? Uh, I remember the power going out in my house during the interview, uh, oh, and Stan having to call yeah. us back. Oh. Um. But no, I mean, a, a lot of the stuff was stuff that he'd already said, like, you know, in other places, other venues or whatever, you know, over the years. Uh, I remember, you know, he, he he mused about the fact that um, there uh, there really wasn't like a charge for wanting to conquer the world. Like if Dr. Doom or Magneto walked up to a cop in New York and was like, yeah, I want to take over the over the world. The cop's like, the hell am I going to do? <laughs> there's, there's, there's not a law in the books for that. I, I can't really do anything. You know, uh, he called me Georgie, yeah. which normally I straight up hate and will kill a man. <laughs> but, um, but, since, but since God was talking but to since you, God, yeah. you call you that. Yeah. So then suddenly it's Stan Lee, and suddenly it's endearing, and you just okay. I'm you Georgie. Take it. Yeah. Stanley. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, seriously, I, I I would straight up nut tap somebody who called me. Well, <laughs> wow. You know what I mean? I mean, wow. like like right in the tic tacs, just straight straight to the wow. pill. But when Stan Lee does it, you're like, oh, okay. And it, any other uh, interactions with Stan Lee from the rest of the panel before I share mine? I I, I went to the um, it was the Edge of Time panel at San Diego Comic Con, mm-hmm. and it was the weirdest mashup of things ever. You had Laura Vanderroot, the girl that played Supergirl, Supergirl yeah. right? You had Val Kilmer and Stan Lee. <laughs> <laughs> Supergirl, Batman, and Stan Lee yeah, walking to a bar. Fan fiction in there somewhere. Right? <laughs> <laughs> so it's like Jesus Christ, this guy let him go. Oh, wait a minute, wait, wait, what? Edge of Time. Well, who did those two actors play in that video game? Uh, Laura played MJ. She played okay. And Kilmer was the twenty ninety nine bad guy, right? Yes. Oh, oh good. Tiberius Stone. Oh wow, that's crazy! So, any other any other memories of meeting him or talking to him? We walked by him uh, in 2013 at our Comic Con. He was going to his booth 
to go sign and the security was lifting the curtain for him to go in. And as he walked by, I snapped a quick picture and he waved at me. And that was, that's the closest I ever got. Wow. When that was happening, was it like people were like putting like, like a, you know, like, like a, like a towel or cape around James Brown? (laughs) <laughs> you know, like when, like, like, like you'd be like, you know, like, oh, if you're tired to go on, oh, and they come over, no, no, James, Dave, we got a show, we got, ow, you know, and then you throw it back. Was it like they did the Harlem Shuffle? Like <laughs> Stanley did the Harlem Shuffle. <laughs> That's awesome. All right, I want to, I want to share my three encounters with them. Uh, the very first one was in the Chicago Comic Con in the mid '90s. Um, like Javi was talking about, he was just walking through a convention at the Chicago comic-con and he had handlers and I, I see him walking towards me and I'm like, that's, that's Spider-Man's daddy. I, I got to talk to, so I, I walk up to him and I shake his hand and I said, thank you for, for so many years of entertainment. He goes, well, thank you kid for reading or something <laughs> like that. And I thought, and I said, Stan, you might, uh, and I don't think I had a cell phone with me. I think I had one of those old digital photograph, digital cameras. And I'm like, you mind if we take a picture? He goes, no, we'll take pictures after the, the panel, but I'll see you soon, kid. So this is like 20 year old Brad. So fast forward to what, 2007 with the uh, uh, Sal Buscema podcast. Um, one of the best shows the podcast the the crawl yeah, spaces done. That's, that's one of my all time yeah. favorites. Uh, I I put something on the the front page of the crawl space. I think it was like an embedded video from YouTube, and um, it, it involves Stan. And I get an email, and it was from Stan's people, and it says, "Hey, how'd you get that video? Stan would like a copy of it." And I said, well, I found it on YouTube, but I can make you a copy of it. He goes, oh, cool. So I think what I did was I one of those online downloaders. I downloaded it and burned it on a disc and mailed it to Stan Lee. So, and I thought that was cool. So then when I, I thought about doing the Sal Buscema podcast, I said, well, you know, I have Stan Lee's handler's email. I'm going to invite the guy. And, and so... The email got to him and said, here's a phone number. This is how you get in. I'm like, I was just given the, the doors to, was just open for me. So when Stan got on the phone, uh, I don't think Stan knew we were recording a podcast. I thought he thought we were on a, on a, uh, <laughs> drunk the, as a skunk drunk. as a, <laughs> I, I, Stan cussed a little bit. If you listen to that old podcast, Stan Thought we're what, what do they call those phone lines back in the seventies or the sixties? Party line. I think Stan thought we were on a party line on the phone. It was me and DeFalco and friends and Sal on a party line, not an actual podcast. So Stan was like, "How the hell are you, Sal?" <laughs> <laughs> and so I I talked to him for like half an hour, and that that was around the time in the comic strip where. Uh, one more day, uh, I asked him about because Peter had a had a dream where he woke up single in the newspaper strip, and I, he said something about we're going to go back to the default soon. So I thought that was cool. But having Stan on this podcast was just a get that I'll never top. And and I tried to get Ditko. Dit- 
I mean, how could I get Ditko? I tried to get John Romita Sr. too. I have not had much luck either. But the third, actually, I got four interactions with Stanley. You have a picture on Facebook with him. I do. That's my that's my very last in appearance. I'm going to mention. Uh, Don just mentioned Josh Bertoni a while back. Josh was covering a news at uh, 2010, I think. Yeah. Uh, Comic Con, and he rushed to the stage after Stan's panel, and I had him. Uh, Bertoni had the. Um, the I heart the crawl space sign. He went up to stand. Bertoni's got a picture of him holding the sign. I love the crawl space. And he said to Stan, uh, my buddy Brad just had a baby. Could you wish him congrats? The baby's name is Ava. And so I have audio of Stan saying congrats to Ava Marie. You're, and I, I will always be indebted to Bertoni for getting the audio of that. Essentially, Spider-Man's daddy blessing this daddy for having a baby. So I had Spider-Man's dad's blessing for having a baby. So I, I will always be indebted to him for doing that. The last interaction I had was at the St. Louis Comic-Con, or I may have been Tulsa Comic-Con. Uh, no, or was it Chicago? No, it was Chicago. I take that back. It was Chicago. And Wizard World, it was a Wizard World con, and you know they have the photos, and you can buy photos for XYZ. Stan Lee was 70 bucks, And I said, I better do it. I better do it. I, I, what other opportunity am I going to have? And when you take these photos with these celebs, they heard, they heard you like cattle. Like, boom, 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 boom. And again... I went up to stand for all that, that the interaction probably was 30 seconds, if that to a minute. And I said, Stan, how you doing? Welcome to Chicago. Thank you again for all these years of entertainment. And he said, thanks kid. And snap. And that was it. And that was the last time I talked to the guy. So I just always for having to deal with thousands of people on an almost daily basis and being in your nineties and your eighties, my gosh, what an ambassador, what an ambassador. Uh, McNulty, thank you. I like that story. Um, any other thoughts, George? Uh, since you and Neil, you joined a little bit late. Favorite Spider-Man story, George, written by Stan? Probably the the that early Doc Ock story, the ma- with the Master Planner. Yeah. Um, yeah. Of course, you know you had the iconic moment, you know, when he lifts all the crap off of him. You know, that, yeah. one of my all-time favorite Spider-Man moments. You know, and it, it's such a defining moment for the character. You know, and the character—that's the greatest thing about the characters—is the character doesn't give up, yep. uh, un- unless Joke was say to mandate it editorially. Um, <laughs> I knew you could have it. <laughs> Dude, it's I, just I, like old times, Don. I'm not, no, man. I'm George Raymond. Have we met? Of course I'm. <laughs> um, but no. Uh, Wasn't that so, when Tony Stark inspired him to lift that up? You, uh, oh, yeah. I'll, I'll slap you. Anyone can win a fight when the odds are easy. It's when the going gets tougher. There's no way out. If you're not a hero without the suit, then you're not a hero at all. And give up your Iron Man armor, so, Tony. So Don quotes bad quotes, too. Javi is the reason I keep the pimp hand strong. Okay. <laughs> I, so, so probably the master planner story. Uh, I, I, I would say, for me, for like the early days, that's like kind of the, the really the hallmark of like the, the pinnacle of the of the of the Stan and uh, and Steve work. Uh, I, I would yeah. say. Yeah, uh, Neil, what, your favorite Spider-Man Stan story? 
uh, ASM 13. Oh, we, we talked about Mysterio. Yeah. That's right. That's right. Uh, I think one more around the panel, and I think we're going to wrap it up. Uh, there's so many Stan Lee cameos. Uh Going back, I, I saw a list of them. One of the very first one was The Trial of the Incredible Hulk from 89, Mallrats 95, X-Men 2000, Spider-Man related. I was going to go through the Spider-Man related one. And the very first Tobey Maguire, Stan Lee, is a uh, scene where he helps a little girl uh, escape from debris that was falling from the Green Goblin. Dang that Goblin, JR. Taking out, out little girls. Spider-Man 2. He... Again, helps an innocent bystander from debris falling by Doc Ock. Stan's just shoving people out of the way. Apparently, he had dialogue in both those scenes, and they got cut, and he did not like that. Oh, what was his dialogue? Do you remember? Have you heard? I, I think it was in the Untold ta- Marvel: The Untold Story. They mentioned that he had a line, yeah. whereas, like in the finished cut, he says like "look out" or whatever, and he was a little annoyed. In uh, uh, and, they and cut one, out his look out. <laughs> in, in, in one Spider-Man of them, like one. He's got oh. the glasses. He's yeah, he's selling like glasses. He's like, yeah. like, hey, and, kid, buy these. They, uh, they wore them in the X Men. I can't remember which which one it was, oh. but like, it was one of the McGuire ones. But uh, at the end of it, like, they're going to give Spider Man like the key to the city. That's, that, that's yeah. number three. Number oh, yeah, three. Here. Okay, well, yeah, and he had a like line in that. Let, let me yeah. let me go through the, all the movies. Uh, and he says to Peter Parker, who's in Times Square, I guess one person can make a difference. Enough yeah. said. Is what he said yeah, in three. That, that was the one. Yeah. The uh, the one in uh, the Maguire first Spider Man was where he was a librarian putting books away, and in the background, the lizard <laughs> and Spider Man were fighting. I love that table that gets thrown at him, and Spider Man stops the table from hitting him. Uh, in, uh, Spider-Man, Amazing Spider-Man 2, he's at Peter Parker's graduation and he notices a quick change. And he says, I, I know that guy or something like that. Uh, doesn't he, well, what, what is the line he says? Hey, you guys remember? I know that guy. Okay. That's what he says. Okay. Uh, in, uh, let's see. In Civil War, which had Spider-Man in it, he goes, he's a fed FedEx delivery guy, and he goes to Tony Stark's house <laughs> and calls, asks if Tony Stank. Tony Stank, oh, yeah, lives there. Neil, have you that. been to Austin Books? Oh uh, yes, I have. So I, at at our local comic shop, they have a whole section of hot toys, and they're all on display in a glass case. Wait a minute, is this still comics related, Javi? Yeah, yeah, yeah. This, is, this is comics related because he they, and I live in the same city. No, he yeah. said hot toys. I started thinking about something else. <laughs> nah, not not the uh, Spider-Man adult movie, George. Uh, Let me get. Ahead. So they've oh, got go all the Marvel figures and the DC figures and all that, but they have the Stan Lee figure. Um, oh, cool! From just a generic Stan Lee figure, but they custom made a sign with a little word bubble that says, "Are you Tony Stank?" <laughs> nice. I like that. And then in Homecoming, uh, he he was in the uh, on a windowsill. And he said, don't make me come down there or something like that. I don't remember that. Don't make me come down there, you punk. God, you I can't punk. believe that. That was movie. really funny. One thing, so, you're for, one thing you're forgetting, Brad, and you kind of zoomed past. What's that? Uh, although it's not a cameo in the film, he was uh, on the DVD and the extras for the uh, the first X-Men movie. Um, if you No, he was a hot dog vendor in the X-Men movie. No, 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 no. In the X-Men movie, he like when they're in the Statue of Liberty, they had a they had a scene. Singer had somebody dressed as Spider-Man run out and come up behind him. Oh, I remember that. Yeah, that was oh, an extra yeah. in the DVD. That wasn't yeah. Stan though. 
No, 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 no. Well, but, just, yeah, I'm there was Spider Man. Was there? I got you. And oh, then, you know what? I, you're right, and I'm an asshole. I don't know why I was thinking of just Spider Man. Because <laughs> I guess because we started talking about the Spider Man three. It's okay. I got one more. And if I'm gonna go over here and finish my flu. The most recent one Spider-Man related was in Infinity War when he was driving the bus and he says, quote, you'll never see what you've never seen a spaceship before. So, so. oh, oh, I take that back. One more. He was in the Venom movie. He, For some reason. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He says, hey, don't give up on her as he's walking his dog. He don't says, give up on her. Don't give up on her, either of you. So he's talking to the symbiote, and he's talking to Eddie Brock. That one was funny because I tried to rationalize. He has nothing to do with Venom. Like, why? Oh, yeah. wait. They, Barney Bushkin was a text message. That's who he created. That's why he's in the film. He's just a, he's just a watcher. He just so, turns the One more he forgot, Brad. He forgot the Teen Titans go to the movies. Oh, yeah. Oh, that one was oh, yeah. great. <laughs> so here, let's go around the horn. What's your favorite Stan Lee cameo, Zach? Oh, <laughs> Whoa! Uh, Watch your with Spider Gwen. Are we just going to? You wearing? Hey, he looks ben, like one. Hey, he looks hey, like ben, one. Hey Ben, did you bleach your hoodie? He looks like one of the Hanson brothers from Slapstop. Oh my gosh! Okay, we'll go <laughs> back to Zach. What of me? No. Uh, <laughs> is that a you <laughs> shank a hat and a hoodie? What the hell is wrong with you? You're supposed to be a man, goddammit. <laughs> you live I'm, in I'm Texas slowly. for F's sake. I don't like being cold, you asshole. All right, all right. It's a memorial, not an insult fest. <laughs> it's not a roast. Although Stan would probably <laughs> like a roast. Every month I, 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 that that, that was my mistake going to Zach first twice. Okay, JR, <laughs> your favorite Stanley cameo. <laughs> Uh, probably when he tried to uh, get into uh, Susan Reed's wedding in uh, Fantastic yeah. Four number two. Oh, yeah. But I'm Stanley. Yeah, buddy. Yeah, buddy. Yeah. Neil, what's your favorite Stanley cameo? Um, I'm gonna pick a rare one that no one ever goes with, and the one that he did in Ant Man, where Luis is talking and Stanley yeah. is being voiced over by Luis, and it's like he just seems like he just. Sometimes in the MCU, he looks like he's kind of there by obligation. But with with Ant Man, he looked like he was having the time of his yeah. life. Kind of like with the Deadpool cameo. He was the he was the DJ in the strip club. That was kind of funny. <laughs> he had the time of his life. Yeah, yeah, yeah I'm sure. Mm-hmm. I think I think I saw Stan was upset that it wasn't really in a strip club. Like there were no w- naked women there. I think it was just Stan at a green screen. He was. Like, <laughs> I think be fun- they could have been getting a lap dance. I mean, apparently, <laughs> according to I don't remember where I heard it, but I think they said that they have like two hours plus worth of green screen mm-hmm. for of Stan that they'll probably use in other movies. Yeah. So, uh, my favorite one, and it's kind of relate crawl space related. Oh, nice. Uh, is the incredible Hulk cameo. And the reason why it's crawl space related is because when he did the Salvi Simba podcast, that was like, he, he sp- spent five minutes talking about how he had to say, Whoa. Oh yeah. I remember that. Oh yeah. In the, in the interview, he said that where he was a juror with, uh, Bill Bixby. No, 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 no. Where he was dropping that soda. Oh, 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 oh that's right. The the dropping the soda. He had to say right, whoa. He, yeah, he had to say whoa, and then they, the whoa never even made it in the movie. No, yeah, no. He, that's funny. I, I I forgot about that. I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna put that podcast on the front page again it, so people yeah, can hear it. it. It's it's probably the apex of our of that that beginning era of the show. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Javi, favorite pod, uh, podcast. Favorite, you're on it. Uh, <laughs> favorite cameo. 
Uh, I'm going to be unconventional, and I'm going to go with the PS4. Ooh, that, was, that, that one meant the most to me out of out of all of them. That one's really good. That one's really good. And now for a, a shot of Frederick Douglass, we go to Donovan Morgan Grant. I'm sorry, I had to hook this thing up. <laughs> uh, Don, you got a favorite cameo? Um, my favorite movie one's probably uh, Spider-Man Three, but I want to mention the '90s show because he yeah. was in the final episode, and, yeah. and Peter Parker met his God and said, "I like myself," and he's like, "You're not Spider-Man. Spider-Man hates himself." Yeah, <laughs> you're definitely but, not like the Spider-Man, Spider-Man Three is easily like you know that. Honestly, when I saw that today, like uh, I had a uh, just a wealth of sadness in my heart because like that was he's like one person can make a difference. Enough said. It's like that's yeah, that's really sad. That, uh, of the of the three Spider-Man cameos in the original Raimi trilogy, that was probably the best one. Even though it's woefully out of place now, it, it's it's yeah. it, it's kind of a treasure. Ashley, your favorite cameo? What's what do you like? Um, I think it was a trailer for the Defenders, the Netflix show. He was doing a monologue over it, and at the end, he says, um, "You know, heroes are." It boils down to heroes are only human, and I think that is just what sets Marvel superheroes apart from any other superhero that at the end of the day, these people are just human. They have right. flaws they have vulnerabilities. That's right. why everything they can do. They're just people. Right. George, what's your favorite? Um, I don't know. I, I liked a lot of the cameos you did a like big bang theory. Mm. Yeah. That, that was um, terrible. But, the um, oh yeah. yeah the I mean, there's a lot of TV coming into comic, comic yeah. book guy. Yeah. Um, but I think I like the. I don't know for some reason I keep coming back to the like uh, like seeing him in Guardians of the Galaxy because he's like with a, like a like a hot space chick. <laughs> you know he's like a, he's like a dirty old sugar daddy with like a hot space chick. I was like, dirty yeah, old man. like, like rockets like rockets like, like go find your wife. I love the uh, Watcher. I thought that that threw me yeah. for a loop. That I like him awesome. as a Watcher too. Did y'all that. catch that he's um in the the Guardians of the Galaxy two cameo? He's actually talking. To the watchers about his cameos in the MCU. Oh yeah, he specifically referencing Inception. the Tony Stark one. And then they just leave him. They just left yeah. him to die in space. <laughs> no, he he is a Watu now. Now that they own Fox, they can officially say he is a Watu. Yeah. What, what, what if they transform Stanley into yacht into Watu? That'd probably be a disrespectful thing to do. <laughs> that would probably. I, 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 I took I that as. Doing. I imagine the estate of Stanley would have a problem with that. <laughs> I, I took that. I took that scene in Guardians too. I, I took that scene as as confirmation that he is himself a watcher. Yeah, I did too. I, I, did too. I, I, I felt that they were saying that Stanley is a watcher, just in a, like a mortal form yeah. or whatever. Well, I, well I, I think even James Gunn even confirmed. He's like, "Look, I saw the theory online, thought it was great, then we decided yeah. to move into the movie." It's, yeah. it's, one of those, it's one of those retroactive editions, like when they did the yeah. in Iron Man two, the kid that Iron Man saves is Peter. Woohoo! Yeah, but they do yeah. it all the time. Yeah. Did I miss? Did I miss anybody I for their favorite cameo? Right Peter, did I get? George. Did I get you, Peter? Nope. Okay, what's your favorite cameo? <laughs> Uh, Spider-Man three, and then uh, uh, Civil War, where he caused uh, Stark stank. That yes. was I loved it. <laughs> Tony stank. Tony stank. I, I thought that was hysterical. What about Stripperella? I, he was uh, in Stripperella. What was that? He co-created uh, Stripperella with Pam Anderson. Oh my gosh! Wow. Stanley liked the women. There were some duds that Stan did, especially like in the latter half of his life. Then <laughs> I mean, do we need to bring up Pow Entertainment? Anyone? Wow. You remember Stanleyentertainment.com? 
Remember those two? Yeah. I mean, look, I love Stan, but he was not a businessman. He was a great yeah. creative mind. He was a businessman. <laughs> he was a businessman in the sixties. Totally was a businessman. What the hell yeah. are you talking about? No, but I meant like later on in his life, he had some very bad business deals that he made in in terms of of operating new startup business. Yeah, I remember there was that one publisher he did the. Glad we could slip that in the, into the memorial. Yeah, me too. <laughs> Thanks, Zach. Sorry, Don. I didn't mean to cut you off. Um, I'm sorry. <laughs> Oh, I'm sorry. I thought you were. I, was, I, I apologize. This, I cut somebody well, off. This is going to be a, a giant size episode. McNulty is going to join us in just a second. Oh, Lordy. Uh, how many How many of these little windows at the bottom? Uh, we're going to talk to Mike in just a second and uh, get a couple thoughts. Any other thoughts that are just running through your brain that we haven't discussed that you guys wanted to go for? Yeah, I, I, I want to say a little something. Yeah. Um. And, you know, it's funny because like, you know, like, and, and I said this for a long time, you know, like when he stopped doing appearances and everything. And I, and I said every day we have with Stan is a blessing at this point. Yes. And, and, and so we all knew it was coming and we've known this for a few years now, you know, really. And I, I don't know, like, so when it actually, when it actually happened, when I actually found out, when I got the word, when I heard the news, I, I thought I would be a lot sadder than I was, but I wasn't. I was happy. Uh I was happy for him. I mean, like, and and I I heard someone else say it today, earlier this evening, and I think it's true. You you don't mourn the loss; you celebrate the life. Mm -hmm. Ninety five years, folks. I mean, that's that's a hell of a run, Mm -hmm. you know. And he's he doesn't have the struggle, the same struggles anymore, you know. Uh, He's with his wife again, you know, and he's always going to be, you know. He's never going to be forgotten. He's always going to be there. He's he's huge. He's he's bigger. He's bigger than a lot of other people. I'll put it mm-hmm. that way. He's just, as big as Walt Disney. Yeah, and so he's iconic. He's always going to live on as as a brand. He he'll always be with us. Mm-hmm. And but I'm I'm glad he doesn't have to suffer now with like jack holes trying to steal his money yeah yeah all that the, crap the virtue yeah. are, uh, some of the virtue signalers are out there saying oh he, he was a predatory human being. oh i'm sure i'm i'm I, sure i'm, I'm sure there i'm sure there i'm sure there's jerk off sites like you know that are out there like oh well it's important to remember you know that uh stan lee screwed over all these other people or whatever you know because because you have all these revisionist tools out there that would say crap like that on a day like this but that's not what today's about. Today's about remembering a man, a, a World War II vet, mm, yeah. a very successful businessman, someone who, without, if it hadn't been for him, we may not even be reading comics today. That's how I opened up the show, George. I said his Was web yeah. weaved all, weaved all of our friendships on this panel. It did. I mean, I mean, otherwise we wouldn't know each other without Stan Lee. That's and, true. And Spider-Man's creation. I wouldn't know Zach. And I, I guess in that, well, when you say phrase it that way. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, uh, we, we have, we have one more panelist, Mike. What's up, Mike? Oh, um, howdy folks. Wish you would have been light, here. Mike. Mike. Turn Turn on on my light burned out. My light burned out. <laughs> he, is, he is the man in the shadows. <laughs> yes. Oh, well, that's oh, you yeah. are living up It's Mike Shadow. We'll, yeah, we'll, get a, we'll, right. we'll, we'll get a couple answers out of Mike real quick before we wrap this up. Mike, favorite Stan Lee's uh, Spider-Man written story. What do you think? Okay. Oh, favorite Stan Lee story. Um, while I was just writing on the chat, I'm surprised nobody, um, I'm not sure if they've mentioned it yet. What about Amazing Fantasy 15? 
Yeah, we we mentioned that. That was you did mention that. that? Okay, yeah. well that was my well that was my pick. Yeah. Um, yeah, because I just figured that that's that's to be that's the story that basically just started the whole story at all. Basically, yeah. I mean, we and a, another contender would probably be like maybe Amazing Fantasy, Amazing Spider-Man Fifty. You know, that's kind yeah. of a sentimental moment there too. Um, um, you could probably, I mean, there's probably just there's probably so many you can probably just pick to choose from, and there's like so many like you've got the you know you've got the drug issues, you've got the um, the the thing about the, you know, you've got some about the, like George mentioned, already mentioned the, uh, the master planner saga. You've got, um, that, you know, Oh gosh, the list, you know, trying to tell over like the first sinister six appearance and everything like this. I mean, right. this is the, like, just, and then you got to go beyond just Spider-Man. You just, if you start going into stuff like, you know, with fantastic stuff on fantastic four and, yeah. and, um, Dr. Strange and Iron Man and all this other stuff, it just, yeah. you know, one thing you, that, um, I think is uh, worth mentioning is that when you're kind of talking about the his favorite Spider-Man stories, everyone's favorite Spider-Man stories. I mean, he he created so many, he co-created so many characters. Yeah, and mm-hmm. you can you can you, you cannot put your hand on your heart and say that that Stanley's Daredevil run is the best run of the character. Mm-hmm. You can't say that about X-Men or the Hulk because they were canceled <clears throat> uh, when he was writing stories. People. T- it's still within the conversation to say that the greatest Spider-Man run was Stan Lee's run. People yeah, are right. still chasing that run. Yeah. And I know that uh, he's definitely, you know, there's some terrific runs afterwards, but no one has said that like the Stanley run isn't in the conversation for like the top three runs of all time. Yeah. Well, right. Because, Very because true. Spider-Man is, because Spider-Man, I think encapsulates everything that Stanley wanted to say about what he envisioned the superhero to be. And, and the character, the longest out of all of them. Oh, sure. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, that was the one that was kind of closest to his heart and everything. I mean, like that's yeah. I mean, if everyone if he's going to be I mean, that is the one I think even by his own admission, he even said that that's the one character that everyone kind of associates him with, even though he's got is supposed to be created, created or co-create all these other ones. That's the one everyone's going to, you know, look fondly on him, you know, yeah, that was his for all time. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And it was our favorite, too. Yep. Oh, yeah. Um, the. Uh, Don, I mean, uh, I'm sorry, Mike, favorite um, cameo by Stanley in okay. the movies. Okay, this is going to be a little unconventional because I know, uh, first of all, um, my clone already stole stole the no, uh, no, no, favorite you cameo. Your clone. No, no, you are my clone. <laughs> Don't get him. <laughs> okay. Oh, Lord. All right. <laughs> you, well, you stole the one from The Incredible Hulk. Not the, not the uh, Eric, not the, not the TV show, the, the one with uh, where uh, – Ed, uh, Edward Norton, where uh, Edward Norton played. Um, yeah, so the, the one, I, so the, so my, so my, yeah, the drink thing. So my standby uh, was when he played the librarian in the Amazing Spider-Man, right. where he's just basically listening to the headphones, and you see all those stuff yeah, like basically going on in the background. Yeah, um, that was actually probably one of the few good moments in that entire movie. I like that you uh, called it your. I like that you called it your standby. I thought that was yeah. kind of nice. Yeah. Um, yeah. That was that was nice alliteration. Um, yep. Did you ever meet or interact with him, Mike? No, but that's the thing. I mean, even if you didn't, even if you didn't actually meet him in person, you still yeah. felt like you knew the guy. I mean, you still felt like. I mean, even if you read, because one of the unique things about whenever you read one of his comics or read the Stan Soapbox stuff in the back and like thing, it felt like he was still talking to you. Yeah. I mean, like, and he didn't talk, true. and the thing. Yeah, and he felt, and the thing is, you can always feel like that 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 um, he he wasn't talking down to you. He always kind of like you know he always kind of figured that his audience were pretty bright. Well, it's you know, why the Mary folks. Marvel, it's why the Mary Marvel Marching Society was so big. It was like you know exactly. It, it was it was making you part of something. It wasn't just something you were buying. It was like you. It was a culture. Mm-hmm. 
you know? Yeah, and I and I think it was an interesting comparison that the somebody made about um, you know, that he was like the Mr. Rogers. Well, or the difference is that I would con- kind of consider that uh, Stanley was kind of like the personification of the cool uncle that you have, yeah. you know, the guy who basically, mm-hmm. you know, that he's not, not necessarily like the grandfather, not, or, or not, not like Walt Disney, where he was kind of like the kindly guy, but no, this Stanley was the cool guy that you wanted to hang out with and basically said like, Oh, I've got some crazy stories that I got to tell you and everything yeah. like this. And you're Uncle not sure fun who really likes to drink and chase young chicks. <laughs> yeah. And you're <laughs> not sure. Fun. And you're not even sure if half the stuff he says you even believe, but you don't care anyway, because he's just so yeah. much fun to you know to be around. <laughs> So yeah. <laughs> before we go right. to before we go to the final thoughts around the panel, we're gonna read some YouTubers. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> fi- final thoughts. Curtis says Stan's soapbox was better than a lot of issues of Amazing. Uh, <laughs> I think that's. Uh, let's Take see. That. Matt, yeah. <laughs> Matt Bird. My best memory was uh, he was always writing or want to be the great American novelist. Is my best standout moment of the man. He always wanted to be the great American novelist. That's why he shortened his name to Stanley, not Stanley Lieber, because he wanted mm-hmm. to save that for his great American novel. Mm-hmm. Uh, Adam also says there will never be another Stan. Uh, Vinkman. The two biggest creative geniuses who've had the biggest impacts on my life are Jim Henson and Stan Lee. Jim left stuff far too soon. By contrast, Stan had a good long life. Uh, Joey, Stan truly is our generation's Walt Disney. We'll always have him around. He's not going anywhere. Stan's legacy will truly outlive all of us. Thank you, Stan. Uh, let's see. DJ Strong, a.k.a. Spider. Stan has always been an influence on my life for as long as I can remember his works, particularly with Spider-Man, shaped my life and personality. Uh, Adam says, I missed Don on the podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Rest in peace, Stanley. (laughs) Rest in peace, Stanley. I always always love seeing Don. I I love seeing Don, too. I like Don. I miss Don so damn much. Don is the most unpredictable out of all the people we used to have on the show who aren't here. Yeah, he, he really is. He's he's like a wild card. You'd never know what Don, <laughs> Don can say or how he'll say it. Uh, yeah, dude, I, I I I would sum that up very well. You, you kick it over back to Don, and you expect Don to agree with you, and then suddenly Don's like, "Well, no, uh, everything you said was wrong, and I personally insulted." And let me explain to you how. AK Black Cat in a Milk Bath. When Don said he dropped an f bomb at me, didn't he? I literally quoted that on the Patreon exclusive. Um, yeah, Black Cat. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We we quoted you last night when we recorded, Don. It was really funny. I will uh, co- talk to you guys, co- Cody. Much love for Stan and Don tonight. Co- Cody <laughs> says, uh, "When I heard the news, it was like finding out my father died. He made such an impact on my life, and now we have to take the lessons he taught us and pass them on." Jonathan mm-hmm. also says, creative genius, fantastic storyteller, innovator, inspiration. He was so many things to so many people. Rest in uh, peace, Stan. All right. Uh, let's go around the horn. Final thoughts out of JR. We haven't heard JR in a while. What's your final thoughts on the passing of a lot. legend? Yeah. There is, uh, there is, no, Zach. Good God, Zach. <laughs> Zach, Try take to- off the hoodie. It's it's blocking the circulation of blood to your brain. And, uh, <laughs> J- take two. JR, final thoughts on the passing of a legend. Uh, <laughs> well, you know, really, there isn't anything, uh, isn't really much you can add. I mean, uh, he was one of the most significant uh, figures ever in American popular culture. Yeah. And, uh, you know, his uh, his influence will be felt for, for generations. So right. there's not much else to add. All right. so. Ashley, final thoughts. Um, first, I have to say how 
generally happy I am that he was able to live to see the MCU grow to the escape that it did, yeah. the scale that it did, and yeah. how many lives after touching so many already that he got to expand his his legacy and exponentially more after that and be yeah. such a treasured part of it. Um, my sympathies go out to his family for their loss. Um, yeah. And my life literally would not be what it is now without him. Yeah. Peter, final thoughts. Final thoughts. Excelsior forever. Uh, thank you, Stan, for creating Spider-Man, which in course led me to you guys. Yeah. So I'm always grateful for that. And our very own uh, Nick Spencer, an amazing Spider-Man writer right now, said on Instagram, shows a picture of uh, Stan smiling and he's saying, seeing this smile on his face reminds me of the best moments of my entire career. And, you know, whatever Stan, whatever Stan went through, he was always smiling. He, he loved he loved life and he loved yeah. his fans. No doubt. Final thoughts, Javi? Um, I mean, we just lost Steve Ditko recently and yeah. uh, this stings a lot more. Well, mm. Ditko was you know, recluse, he kept to himself. But I mean, Stan Lee was one of our family. I don't yeah. remember a Spider-Man without him. He was the voice in the video games, voices in the cartoons. He was in the movies. Uh, he's just so ingrained in, in not only Spider-Man or Marvel, but just life in general. I, I wouldn't be who I am without his influence and I wouldn't yeah. be here with you without it. And yeah. I, we knew this was coming. But it doesn't make it, you know, hurt necessarily any less. Right. And I'm just grateful, you know, for the work, for his imagination that he put out into the world. And we brought up all those celebrities who paid their respects. But, I mean, that's just a small handful of people that mm -hmm. had jobs that could make a living because of his imagination. Yeah. I mean, there are thousands well of said. people that have been able to feed their kids, have a house, because he had crazy dreams and brought them to reality. Yep. So no I will forever be grateful um, for the work that he did. No doubt. Uh, Mike, final thoughts. Oh, what do you say? Um, basically about, about the, about the uh, Sandman Lee. I mean, I don't think any of us, obviously we would, none of us would be here if it were not for his contribution to comics and to pop culture and to, you know, film and television, everything just across the board. I mean, I think all of us, I think, I think in some ways he was probably maybe no small thing. He's probably maybe without even maybe realizing it, he was probably the first guy. First thing we ever read was one of his comics, maybe mm -hmm. um, in some respects. In fact, I would go as far as to say that if it wasn't for Stanley, I don't think comics wouldn't even exist today as they are now. I mean, That's I think true. he just, I, yeah, they, they I were think dying in the, they were dying in the fifties. Yeah. Yeah, he's yeah. Sing I think he, he's single-handedly. I think without without his contribution, with, I think I think comics would have been faded into obscurity in a long time ago. And the fact that they've become, you know, the fact that his characters have lived on and become so you know ingrained in our in our imagination and kind of like and also as kind of like you know they're kind of like household names right now and they're going to live on for and they're and they're going to live on forever and essentially. Um, and I, I think in some ways. Even though he's gone and stuff, he's gonna, you know, he'll do likewise. Um, yeah. Because in a sense, he's probably in a way, he's probably maybe the greatest creation of all, essentially. Oh, so. that's pretty good. That's pretty good. Mm -hmm. Neil, final mm -hmm. thoughts. 
so I was in class when I heard that Stanley died, and that hit me like a freight train because well, I I didn't get to mention this, but I didn't really meet Stanley, but I passed him by when I was walking on the convention floor in 2014. And mm-hmm. for and for fourteen or how long it was that five four years for sixteen year old me that was like walking past God. <laughs> oh, that and, was way different. I thought you were going to say you could have stopped him, but you didn't. And then he went on and killed your uncle Ben. I think that Neil. I think that did happen, but um, <laughs> the, the point George. is that, like. When I kind of immortalized Stan in my subconscious, like when you have this guy who has pretty much surpassed everybody else in terms of the creative zeitgeist of our current landscape, you you start to think this guy can't die. Like he, he will just absorb everybody else's life force before he explodes and takes the entire universe with him. He's bigger in life, bigger in life. And so it's it's really hard to process. And I, I, I'm glad that he had a hell of a good life. Like he was happily married. He lived 95 years and he will probably outlive all of us just through his characters alone. Well, JR is only a couple years away. So. <laughs> oh, <laughs> you, you know, Neil, you were talking about how he was married. Uh, one, one thing that I thought was so sweet, he the, one of the most recent Comic Cons I saw him at, he loved his wife, and I, I don't have the number in front of me, but how many years those two were married, and he talked about how she inspired him to write that Fantastic Four book like he wanted it, uh, and when they got in fights, they would throw things, and they were madly in love. Like The typewriter, I think, was destroyed or something in a fight that he oh wrote God. the Fantastic Four on, Jesus but, he, but he talked about how much he loved her. And, and I, I read some of the uh, stories about, um, about a writer that used to go out to lunch with Stanley, like once every other month or something like that. And every time they ended the lunch, he was like, well, got to go home to Joni. Like, I can't imagine be, being married that long and just still being madly in love. You know, JR? <laughs> I, I can't even be imagine a fraction of that time instead. <laughs> but, uh, anyway. The wives are behind you with a rolling pin just patting on their face. Yeah, no doubt. <laughs> so, uh, one, that's why one of the cameos that we did not mention, which was a bad movie, but it was X-Men Apocalypse. Yeah, but oh, when, when he's hold when he's holding his wife in that cameo is really the best part of that movie. Mm-hmm. Oh, me. The nuclear as the nukes are coming. Up. Yeah, as the nukes are coming, and <laughs> and Stan's holding God. Joni, and they're looking up in the sky. I just thought that was really sweet. So Did they kill him in that movie? No, he, he got he got better. Final thoughts, George. Uh, going back to what uh, I think it was Javi said earlier, uh, and I had said this to you uh, earlier today, Brad. You know, uh, Stan and Steve. You know, we we lose them in the same year, yeah, twenty eighteen, which is oddly enough the same year that uh, Amazing Spider-Man becomes readable again. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, it's it's it kind of a bittersweet year, you know. Um, <laughs> but no, when I think about Stanley, I think about all the things that I owe personally to Stanley. Mm-hmm. Um, my vocabulary is much larger. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Thanks to Stan Lee, I showed a 
heightened interest in wanting to read much earlier, I, I think, than other kids my age because of Stan Lee. Yeah. Um, I have a better sense of humor thanks to Stan Lee. Well, I, um, I, well, I, I know. Everyone else does, Zach. It's okay. <laughs> um, you know, I mean, just – there, there was a lot. There was a lot of, of common sense life wisdom to learn from from Stan's stories, you know. And uh, whether it's you know from great power comes you know also comes great responsibility, uh, or as I mentioned earlier, you know that that whole you know the, the whole never give up mm-hmm. element of the character, yeah, you know. True. And that's something that I try to impress into younger people all the time, is that there's no bigger. There's no bigger element in life to hold you back than yourself. Yeah. If you tell yourself that you can't do certain things, you'll never do them because you're defeating yourself before you even start. But I, I, I lo- I've always liked that. I've always liked the don't quit. Keep going on no matter how bad it's beating you down. And you know, don't do that. you got to keep going yep. forward. And that's, I, very good. I, that, that's one of the things I've always liked so much about the character. And so I owe the, I owe Stan that as well. But um, I mean, I also, all of us, I also like that you said he's with his wife. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I was thinking, you know, I just, I lost my uh, my grandfather just a couple of years ago. He was ninety five. He was a World War Two vet. Uh, you know, was a couple of years older than Stan because I, you know, he had died a year before last. But um, I, I I thought the same thing when he passed. He's with my grandmother. Mm-hmm. You know, and um, what a great life. You know that you live that long and, and and you celebrate the life, but no, I mean I. So you know I thank you, Stanley, for everything yeah. you gave us and everything, the way you inspired us, the way you made us more creative, the way you taught us uh, big words at a young age. I remember um, in an interview in the eighties, he said, "I don't mind kids going to the dictionary and looking up stuff." Yeah, mm-hmm. I don't mind that. I thought that was awesome. A great soundbite for me. And in a lot of ways, he was sort of like the J.K. Rowling of like uh, like his time, you know. Oh yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, getting getting a whole generation to read stuff. He wanted to be a playwright, right? He wanted to be like a he wanted great to, American he, writer. Yeah, the great, great American. American novel. Well, in a way, though, I mean, it, it it the fact that I think he wrote something probably he came up with something better than a great American novel if you think mm-hmm. about it. That's true. One way, and he's <laughs> yeah. he's inspired so many other types of uh, of writers. You know, he's inspired TV writers, movie writers, comic writers, uh, slash fic writers. Um, <laughs> yeah. Stripperella, yeah. playwrights, uh, strippers. Yeah, <laughs> everyone's been encouraged by by Stanley. Porn, uh, porn. He's inspired porn. <laughs> oh lord! Literally, oh, Zach, oh, Zach. Did I get a final thought out of you? No, I have to follow <laughs> porn. Okay. <laughs> I, I, I'm making Donovan the closer. So Zach, okay. last uh, thought. I, I will say this. There's two things. One, um, I, I want to give a shout out to Eddie D'Angelini and yeah, Josh thank Lapp- you, Eddie. Because without those two, we wouldn't have gotten that Stanley interview that I've mentioned several times tonight. Um, but and, and the Ava blessing, yeah, yeah, the Ava blessing as well. Uh, and but l- let me say this: um, no one was as as much of a tour de force uh, uh, in terms of tirelessly working with and interacting fans than Stanley. Stanley is the is the the gold standard on how to interact with fans, and he hated when people were mad at him. Mm-hmm. But 
uh, like like with that one Stacy, he's like, oh, I didn't, I didn't write, I didn't authorize that. But, <laughs> he totally passed the book to Congress. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah I did. But but you know, he he just he adored the fact that he even had fans and the fact that he, like to echo Ashley, he got to see his dream that yeah. he had had in the seventies of seeing Marvel on the big screen. Yeah. Whether it be mm-hmm. the Spider-Man movies or the X-Men movies or god-awful Punisher movies um, or Fantastic Four movies that sucked. You know, it didn't matter. Those those stories that him and Jack and Stan or, and Steve and John got to got to do and, and John, uh, John Buscema, um, they all were up on the screen and those characters that, that they put their hearts and souls into because they hadn't, <laughs> they literally didn't know else, what else to do. They were literally mm-hmm. desperate to be able to work. Um, the fact is, is that, that they've brought a lot of joy to a lot of people. And, and uh, if we could, if we could even imagine a, 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 a 1% of the amount of joy that Stanley has brought to, uh, to so many people around the world, I think the world would be a lot better. Yeah. Place. Mm-hmm. Very true. Don final thoughts. Um, is everybody else gone? Yeah, you're you're my closer. Um, uh, no pressure. Um, <laughs> <laughs> like I said, like I, I I was playing the game, this PS4 game, uh, when Josh texted me, and I was profoundly sad. And the, the whole day, I was I was I was genuinely depressed. This is a day that like we would talk about. I would you know like this. I would be talking to my brother about just. You know, oh, what's he think is happening? The new Marvel movie, or like, you know, what are you reading? It's like, you know, you know, when Stanley dies, that's going to suck. And when it happened, you know, I, I messaged him. He got back to me when he could, and I was, you know, trying to because I did the same thing when Steve Dicko died. I did the same thing when Norm Brayfogle died. Putting on social media what I thought was really emblematic of their creative talent, like they're, you know, um, we always have time for Stan or for Steve Dicko and John Romita, but like he wrote dialogue that we attached to Peter Parker's personality, whether it was a mm-hmm. issue or a media issue. And uh, I was scrolling through my Twitter feed and uh, Jake Tapper had posted a gif of Stanley just going like, Excelsior! And I burst into tears hmm. because as creative and as huge of his creative output as he was, as complicated of a figure as he was and what he did right and what he did wrong, when I think of Stan Lee, I think of a, a friend who really brought in uh, entertainment children. I knew what he did as a job, and I knew what he did, like like physically in in, in terms of output. But he was always a friend. Yeah, um, he was always somebody who was very ingratiating towards newcomers and very you know. Let's find out what Spider Man is doing today in this cartoon. No matter what media it was, he was in the PlayStation cartoon. He was in the PS4 cartoon. He was in the 80s cartoon. He's in the 90s cartoon. All the movies, like um, and it's funny because you know there's been celebrity deaths before. Uh, that I felt sad about that I really, you know, for the whole day. Um, <laughs> but I mean, this one to me is like as close to, cause I didn't know either of my grandfathers and this is about as close as it gets to that. Uh, and I really was kind of going through this whole day in sort of a, uh, um, just sort of a funk. Uh, but I get on, you guys are like, you know, bringing up certain things and, uh, 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 making jokes and stuff and it's like yeah stanley was i've never seen him i mean i've seen him you know kind of flummoxed at times but i've never seen him uh uh down too much and yeah. i think it's a good way to kind of remember him as like 
as everyone's friend, you know, whether you were into comics or storytelling in general, uh, no matter what genre it was, sci-fi, horror, fantasy, romance, comedy, he was everyone's friend and he deserves to be remembered for bringing happiness to people. Um, even if it was just in a cameo. Mm-hmm. So I think that uh, <clears throat> I'm happy that, that uh, we're ending tonight so positive because it's yeah. a, it's the way he deserves to be remembered rather than the feeling that he's gone. It's, it's like, well, he's not really gone because we, we can't forget him. Right. Mm-hmm. Very true. And damn it. He deserves that Oscar that he, that he was lobbying the, for the <laughs> cameo, the best cameos. <laughs> yeah. He's as yeah. gone as Elvis, man. I mean, Oh yeah. yeah. He's eternal. Yeah. He will be here forever. In yeah. hundred years, mm-hmm. we'll still be talking about what Stan Lee did. Walt Disney, That's Jim right. Henson, yep. Frank Sinatra, Elvis Presley. Yep. Uh, you're you're always talking about them. Uh, mm-hmm. Two things I'd like to say before I go. Uh, thank you to Stan Lee for creating the, my favorite character of all time. Uh, no thank you to Stan Lee for the friendships I've I've experienced tonight, and also and have experienced with uh, this website over the last twenty years. Uh, without Stanley, I wouldn't know any of the people that I've been talking to for the last hour and a half, or the people in the YouTube chat, or the people that I've talked to on the website over 20 years. Stanley makes makes friendships and he makes memories, and he will continue to do that long after he's gone. So rest in peace, Stanley. We all love you. A rest well earned. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. Excelsior. Oh man. No, Spidey, I've always wanted to experience real web-slinging. And I've always wanted to be appreciated as a real hero. It seems you've made me into one. Thanks. Hey, don't mention it. Excelsior.